button. There we go. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, man. So, um, you watched that game last night, <laughs> or did you watch it today? Like, or did you see highlights? But you're on vacation, so that's why I asked, did you watch the game? Because you're I'm on about vacation. About that. I still ain't staying up to no two. If it ain't the Eagles on, I ain't staying up to no two in the morning. Sorry. However, comedy. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a bad man, though, boy. That's a that's bad Tom, man. That's Tom Brady. That's the man, That's a bad man, right? The goop. Hey, I was like, oh, they are messed up. But they I ain't gonna lie. That, hey, that kicker, hey, that. Greg Zerlon, whatever his name is. Hey, yo, the only reason why he might still have a job is because he made that one field goal or whatever. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he made it to the trade deadline. But uh, besides that, uh, I was like, bro, they should have won that game if he would have hit all his field goals. What cost me some points in fantasy? I got him as a kid. And another league that I'm in. He was the guy because I, I didn't dra- I didn't draft in either fantasy league. I mean, let me say that first of all. So I okay. missed the draft. Uh, I don't want to hear no excuses. So we matched <laughs> no. up this week. We no, matched so up listen. this week. I don't want to hear so nothing. So listen, right? I missed the draft because I was yeah, at hey, work. Hey, hey, I set the draft time up. Why did I miss it? <laughs> hey, bro. yo, I'm at work <laughs> talking and I look at my phone. And I'm like, the draft's over. Oh shit, yo. But I, I said, hey, hey, I got in the house and I was like. No, T like what happened? I was like, bro, I missed the draft. I said, what makes it worse is I set it up. Like you picked the time. Like so I picked I was the time. Like, I'm like, dog, what the? Oh man! But so far, everything seems to be working out good. Amari Cooper that gave me about forty of them things. <laughs> yeah, going against Reggie for the dub. That's yo, Chris. Yo, Chris Godwin killed me though in our yo. game. He had no. too many drops, dog. Like, he Ooh. killed me. But I should have had 40. I should have yeah, right nah, on your ass. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I was like, yo, I didn't realize he had didn't it. give me nothing either. Bro, no, that's not. That, that's one of the Cowboys. Hey, yeah, that's the Cowboys. I was mad about that one because Zeke is my dog. I was like, bro, Zeke should have had about easy 20 touches last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, man. Pre-show, Brandon. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing, man? Welcome. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome to BNB on the clock. I know we we was wasting time there laughing and joking at our own stuff. But welcome to BNB on the clock. It's your host, The Coach. And it's my co-host, JB The Kid One, who was... I'm sorry, last week, we was actually supposed to do this show last week, the season finale, but yeah, man, JB The Kid One had a big birthday. So happy birthday to my guy once again. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And then he had, you know, he got braces and then he got his teeth pulled. So he had a rough, <laughs> rough time after his birthday. But my guy is here. We are here. Oh, We're man. back for the season finale. And we got some we got some surprises for y'all today. It's going to be a good show. Hope y'all ready. You know how we start off. I, we can't start off like we normally do with a cheer. So I'm going to give a salute to my guy because he Thank can't you. drink or Thank smoke you. today. So I give him a salute <laughs> on the drink. Oh, and I'm man. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna blow smoke in the air for him. All right, man. So look, man, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the big birthday you had last week. We'll yeah. start there, man. How was your birthday? Let's go there. Oh uh, man, it was uh it was actually surprisingly way better than what I thought of the uh 
I did. Uh, I told myself that I'm gonna try this whole uh, Casamigos thing that everybody's been talking about. And uh, yeah, so far, uh, Casamigos uh, is oh, I'm owing two with Casamigos. <laughs> uh, I would have did Terramina instead or Terramana. The yeah, rocks I tequila. I look for that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, that that's one what first. I drink. Yeah. yeah, I drink that more than I if drink I that. Buy, they, whenever they have it, I'll definitely get that one too. But that Casamigos yeah. is really good. I'm oh yeah, it's definitely good. It's good. It's just that, like, for me, like, everybody knows that how I drink is I don't really drink uh, just for taste testing purposes or whatever. And that was a mistake I made. But um, no, I had my neighbors, shout out to AV and Arian or whatever, uh, coming down or whatever. They came and they brought, like, this little balloon thing set up where every time I get a balloon gets popped, I had to take a shot. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, it was. Uh, we had played games. I didn't make it, uh, so I think I probably clocked out. The party lasted apparently till like two, three o'clock in the morning. I clocked oh, out at one. So I didn't make it all the way. Um, I was throwing up and all that. Uh, good times. So that was Friday night, going on to my birthday. Saturday was the recovery day, which was our actual birthday. Uh, ran tell tell everybody how old you turned. You know, you, you oh, the milestone, right? Yeah, yeah, milestone. Yeah, milestone. Milestone, milestone, 30. Can't believe I actually made the 30, man. But uh, 30, yeah. 30, welcome to the 30 club. I'm Gary Lee. I'm Gary Lee, the 30 club, though. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Gary Lee, the 30 club, you know, about about nine, oh, eight, eight months, geez. something like that. Yeah, eight months, I think. That's what they say. Man. Or se- seven months, something like that. Some type of math. I don't know. I don't feel like doing the math right now, but, you know. That's <laughs> <Let's laughs> But nah, uh, but yeah, so I'm about to say all weekend, and uh, it was all like drinking going to people's houses, uh, with a little okay. like a round robin, I went to people's houses or whatever. Ooh. So it was okay. pretty cool. I appreciate all the hospitality here, all my Ramstein people out here. I appreciate all the hospitality, they welcome me in the doors. Uh, but yeah, and then I got I ended up getting braces on Wednesday. Mm. That was no, no, I'm bad. Take it back, take it back. I got my braces before I turned 30. I got my tea pulled on Wednesday. Pulled on Wednesday, yeah. There you go. I got tea pulled on Wednesday. So I got a tea pulled on Wednesday. So um, if it looks like I'm not opening my mouth all the way, <laughs> like I, it's, uh, it's that's the reason. Okay, I look like <laughs> I look goofy. I can talk, but it's like I'm, <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm still recovering. <laughs> But trust me, that first day, Reggie was hitting me up to make sure I was good, y'all. And yeah, I, I had to check you, on him, man. Listen, you posted a live video. Happening. Listen, you posted a live video. Hey, I didn't even know I posted mouth. that joint, bro. <laughs> hey, look. So I couldn't delete it because I would have felt stupid or I would have deleted it. But I thought it was funny because I was really going live. Yes, like, with like, cotton balls all in your mouth and everything, I dog. Like, I was cracking the hell up. I was like, yo, Twilight, you didn't tell me to put the phone down or nothing. She was like, you wanted to go live. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, way to be a team player. Way to be a team hey, player. Hey. It was funny. <laughs> I watched it over. I was like, oh, shoot. I'm like, why is everybody? I seen my mom supposed to get well soon. And I was like, get what? Wasn't she talking about? How she know? I go? And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but yeah, I'm recovering. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I should be back to like the regular schedule programming. Uh, tomorrow's okay. going to be one of those uh, slow days here on Ramstein because uh, we had a uh, 9-11 remember. Yeah. Yeah, they had that uh, today or whatever, so it's going to be one of those days. <clears throat> Talk about it before we get into anything, though. 
I always like asking this question. I love hearing the stories, the storytellers. So I'll ask you first. I was gonna say that for I was gonna say that for in the show. We was gonna talk about 9-11. Oh, I was okay. gonna say that was gonna be the first topic we talked about. Never mind. You know, that's gonna be our uh, first topic. We was definitely gonna go down the line. I love hearing those uh, those stories yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got a good one. I don't know if I ever told you my 9 11 story, so I got a good uh, one. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna say that for right after we do this right here. So my week was good. Like my week, this is probably the best week I've had in the last five weeks. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like myself, I got a haircut. I feel <laughs> like me again. Um Last night was horrible. Like, I went to go watch that game, and I met up with my boys, and whoo, let me tell you, I don't know how I made it to work and through work today. That's uh, that's how I'm going to say the night went last night. So, I don't know what they got in store for the night, but Lord help me. Lord, play, pray for me, because I ain't done this in a long time, and I ain't, I ain't a spring chicken no more. Like, this, this shit here. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, but yeah, man, my week was good. Kids are all back in school now. Everybody's back in school. I mean, I do have, like, some sadness going on in my life. My uh, daughter and her mom are moving to North Carolina. They're moving to Charlotte on Wednesday. So this, hey. is, my last, this is my last weekend seeing my daughter for about two months until I go, go down there. Oh. Um, yeah, so but that's your reason to go down to Charlotte, huh? Yeah, her mom... Um, her mom got a job in Charlotte. She works for Charlotte. I, w- I don't want to put her business out there because me and her are real good terms. And I don't feel like hearing a headache if she ever watches this and hear that I put her business out there. But she got a job in Charlotte. So, <laughs> but she got a job in Charlotte. Um, she went down today to go find their housing because she starts next week. Not next week, the following week. She starts work. So she had to go get go get their housing things situated so they can move down there on Wednesday. So, you know, for me, it's going to be a rough weekend. Cause I gotta, I gotta actually tell family cause I haven't told nobody that she's actually moving. So this is going to be a hard weekend for me with family members. Cause I'm probably gonna get cussed out by everybody. Cause I didn't prepare them for this shit. So I'm probably gonna get, I'm probably literally gonna get cussed out. And the family members who don't get to see her and they hear it on here watching the show. I, I'm so sorry. I apologize now. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't don't uh, judge my don't kill me for not remember to bring her by to see you. Just judge don't judge my heart, judge my brain. I got a lot going on in life, so I'm sorry. Sorry for y'all. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. Really. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, old, oldest kid mm-hmm. turned twenty. Yes, uh, yes, Thursday. Yeah, yes, yesterday. I'm tripping. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday was Thursday. Oldest kid turned twenty. You know she's ten times two, as she likes to say. So ten times two. <laughs> But she looked like she had an amazing time on her birthday. I wasn't able to go down there because, again, I had to work and I had some other things going on. So I wasn't able to go down there and spend her birthday with her. But she, I, I talked to her and everything, and she's good. So that's that. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to kick the show off. We normally kick off with sports, but we're going to kick off today with some 9-11 remembrance. And I guess I'll tell my story first. Um, because that's where you were going. So I'll tell my story first. Um, 9-11-2001, where was I at? So I could tell y'all where I was at because I will I will never forget the day. I was at I was in AIT mm. going through final inspection. Mm. Yeah. So here, peep this. We're towing the line for final inspection in our dorm rooms in our barracks. 
getting ready to go through. They're about to do their final inspection, check all our stuff before we before we graduate because we graduated on the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. And you hear them come across the loudspeaker. And I'll never forget this shit. Like I'll never ever forget this. They came across the loudspeaker and was like, two birds just crashed into the tower." We're all sitting there looking at each other, thinking they're talking about the CEO, CEO, and the EXO coming upstairs to check our stuff. Literally, like literally, everybody's looking at each other like, "Yo, CEO, EXO coming up. Yo, we got to get get it locked in." And then you see our drill sergeant come flying up the steps, haul acid. And when I say he was all acid, I never seen dude move that fast. He came in a room and was like, "Everybody, we was like, hey, he was like, he was like, parade rest." Stand, everybody sit down. Whoa, wait. He didn't even know what to say to us. Like, that's how crazy it was. He ran in his office, pulled his TV out to the front, and he was like, everybody from everybody on the East Coast need to come sit in front of the TV right now. And that's how we found out. That's literally how we found out, bro. And it went from to go sit in front of the TV to get your ass on the phone and call home and see if, if your family's okay. And that we never had final inspection. We went from that moment to oh no, y'all soldiers, come get this battle gear. Y'all got uh y'all got a uh, gate watch, literally, and we was on gate watch from that moment on until we graduated. Oh wow! So we was on gate rotation until we graduated. Like, and that was literally how I found out about 9-11. I called home, talked to my mom and dad, and they was like, um, I don't think we will be able to fly out for your graduation. And then I called them back the next day and I found out they really wasn't able to fly out for my graduation because my dad was supposed to fly out on 9-11. He was mm-hmm. spending the whole week down there. So he was going to spend like however many days he could and then see me for graduation, see me after graduation, spend some time with me. And then that would be it. But when I called home, he was like, they canceled my flight. It's like, what? He's like, I'm trying to see if I can get another one. I, he's like, call back tomorrow and I'll let you know. And when I called back the next day, he was like, no, your flight's canceled. Um, he was like, we're not able to come in. Your mom can't come down. He was like, we could drive. He was like, but you know, I'm not sitting in the car with your mom that long. And I was like, you're right. Cool. So I didn't have my parents for graduation. So that's what happened for me for 9-11. Like 9-11 was something I will never, ever forget. Hmm. All right, cool. Uh, well, mine ain't nothing like that. Mine right. Could, uh, so that 2001. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure I do this math correctly. It was 20 years ago, sir. Now it means I was. It was 20 years ago. Did you were 10? Yes. Yes, it was 20 years ago. That yeah, wasn't fifth grade. I, was, I know it wasn't true. All right. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. that's yeah. You were 10. Because uh, Sierra's 20 and she was born two days Shut up. Shut up. before okay, 9 11. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but nah, so for me, I was in fifth grade. <laughs> I was living in Harrisburg. And uh, so my, I went to a private school. So our, school, our classroom was really, really small. And my aunt was a teacher, um, my aunt Sandy. And I remember that when it happened, you all remember, for those that remember, if you're in Pennsylvania, the one plane crashed in Pennsylvania. And that's why so my parents could get us, the flight. That's why so my parents could get the flight down. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so why my for parents us, could get was, the flight down. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm about to say. So for us, it was the same. So like, I remember, like, we were in there doing work. I think I was doing greatest common factors on my little worksheet. And then it's like she, factors. <laughs> and so <laughs> I remember like she comes in, like one of the ladies, uh my aunt Ross, she comes in and she like pulls her out in the hallway and you heard like the gasp, like what the hell, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Then we uh, then she was like, something's bad has happened, or whatever. Let's pray. So I remember us praying, and then we were like, she said, uh plane had crashed into a tower. We're little kids, we're like, what tower? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so then she pulls in the TV, and then we just tell on CNN, we just watching it. Right. So then, and then, then she's like, everybody's making phone calls, like, come get your kids, and the busters will come to pick up kids or whatever, drop them off. So, like, me, part of me is like, yo, I get to go home. Right? <laughs> Not knowing how serious it is, because you're a kid. Right, yeah, I'm about to say, if me, I was like, I get to go home. It wasn't until my mom sat us down and told us, like, what happened, how people really lost their lives. Like, I remember vowing I would never get on a plane, ever, after Damn. that. Like, ever. Okay. Quickly, that definitely, like, that's, how, that's how I was so nervous when I graduated basic, doing a play. I was like, I would never get on a plane after 9-11. Like, I refused. Uh, um, but, yeah, so I was say, for me, it was more so, like, I just remember getting out of school. A lot of people, like, it was a... Uh, I was very church oriented, so we went to church, had different prayer meetings. Uh, I remember, the, <laughs> I remember the sermon that was preached that uh, that week. Oh, good God! It was, uh, we, had, uh, we had a moment of silence. Um, it was a lot of stuff that was going on. I, I kept on reading the reports, and I first that's when I learned about Saddam Hussein, and then how, how like that was the first like for me as a kid, it was me seeing. Uh, what Mike, your old heads talked about that, like about wars and all that good stuff. I got to see right. and hear war talk and terrorists and all that at a younger age. Right. So <clears throat> that's why I always find it funny for like kids now, for instance, we talk about Sierra, people that Sierra's age are born, mm-hmm. right? They don't really know too much right. about stuff like this. So it's always funny when you get those new soldiers that are coming in now is like the reason why the army, I feel like it's changing now, it's spoon fed now because a lot of these, like for us, a lot of people that my NCOs or people that your age, that were yeah. old enough, right. like in the, either in the army or coming in the army, when this whole war thing took off, 9-11 actually was right. happening. It was a bigger deal for them. For me, I was a kid, so I was introduced to the whole terrorist act Mm-hmm. The jokes and the comedians, y'all remember it was like it was like two, three years. People we just joking about 9-11, the plane right. joke, like the whole it's a bomb type thing. And uh, that started at 9-11. Like that's right. like a lot of kids don't get understand it or whatever. Uh we did end up losing somebody uh in our church though. I do remember that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So she was she was caught in the rub like on the rubble. Oh. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So like she was there. Uh she was a uh, stock something or whatever, and she had lost her life. Uh it wasn't like because she was like in the town. I think it was because like um she had like a lot of rubble and she was like got she was like buried under the rubble for like a couple of days or something. I found out later on. And then like years later we had another dude that was a firefighter that went down there or whatever. 
and he got cancer. Okay. And he got it from that or whatever. So, I mean, when it's stuff like that. I, I'm I, we in basic training though. When we had uh, I graduated around this time. Okay. From basic training, so we had like mm-hmm. a remembrance type thing at the church, and hearing different stories from other people. Right. I think the one that probably hit me the most though is my one of my battle buddies. His brother was like a, a person that was he had just got a job at the second World Trade Center. Okay. He had just got a job. He's from New York, so he's like he grew up around the World Trade Center. He knows. Yeah, so was my battle. Yeah, so was uh, my battle. And that was I, I left that part out. So my battle, my actual battle was from New York. Like and it was crazy because like when we both raced down to the phones, like he was calling home, but he got lucky because his dad worked in that building. He worked in Tower One, I think. Mm. He got lucky. His parents were already down at Benning. They had already flown down. Mm. So they were already, they were in Georgia. So when it happened, they were in Georgia. So he got lucky. So when he called his dad on his, I guess he called his dad on his dad's cell phone. And his dad was like, no, I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm in Georgia. Like I'm here for your graduation. Mm. So like, you can see the relief that came over his face. Cause like he was in tears watching the video. Like we're sitting there watching it and I'm watching him cry. And I'm like, yo, you all right? He's like, no, my dad works there. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yo, we gotta go downstairs call your dad. Like, let's go. Right. And, and he was like, he didn't know what to do. Like he was sitting there, he couldn't find his because at the time we weren't allowed to have cell phones. You had to use a calling card to call home. So we had to use calling cards. So he's trying to find a calling card. I had an extra joint. I'm like, yo, just take this one, use this. Like, come on, yo, we're gonna call you. Like, you call your parents, I'm calling mine. Let's see where everybody is. And I just remember, like, you saw, like, we was on the phone. And I literally just saw all the relief come off his face, like all the worry just left. Because when his dad was like, no, we're, we're down here. Like, we're here. Oh, and wow. that was like, that was the dopest part about it for me. Just seeing my battle at the time, like, that was my guy. My man, jo- <laughs> my man, Johnny, Johnny Malveya. That was my guy, man. He was, he was cool as shit from New York. He was from like Brooklyn or somewhere. And he was funny as shit. I'm about to say, yeah, I forgot what my man's name was. I, I can't. So he wasn't my battle. My battle, but my battle, his first name was Chris. It's been a long okay. time. We don't really talk like that, but. Yeah, I don't think I, know, I don't think I talk to him either like that no more. I'm about to say, uh, but no, nah, this dude, like, he was from New York, you could tell. He was from Southside, Jamaica, Queens. Oh. And his brother, uh, his brother just got a job at the World Trade Center. And he was saying he was, like, in fifth, sixth grade. And he remembers, like, he was like, what well, crazy part of it is when the first plane hit, he said it sent off, like, a vibration or in the right area. Ooh. So he was wow. really close. So he was, he broke it down to us on some, like, Nicolas Cage World Trade Center type movie type. Oh, wow. For yeah, real? so he was like, he remembers when it hit, he said, my school's lights flickered. And he said they didn't think of nothing of it. Okay. And then he said it happened again. And then he said, mm-hmm. all you hear is sirens and police, like from distance though, Ooh. right? So he said, you hear all that. And then like, next thing you know, he said, teachers are pulling everybody out in the hallway and they tell them like, lock everything down and get everybody to like a safe distance or whatever. Cause they didn't know what was happening. They just thought that they didn't know if it was the end of the world, but cause right. nobody like had like how we had technology at this point. 
So everything was limited or whatever. So right. he was like, he didn't get the news. So he didn't get uh, like it was that, that happened around in the morning. He did. He said he just got, it felt like he had just got the homeroom, which he was right like eight, nine, 10 o'clock around the time when the, when, the, when the planes hit. So he was about right. And then he was saying, um, uh, what did he say? I remember he told us, story. I was just shot. And then he was, oh, so he got home around like 12 because the buses came and got everybody. Right. So he said, by the time he got home, he wasn't greeted with his mom because he lived with his mom. So he said he wasn't greeted with his mom. His aunt was there because he was like, hey, he's like, he wouldn't know how his brother was. Okay. And he was like, it took him to about the end of the day to figure out because he was like, they went to go play a little PS2 or whatever, keep his mind occupied or whatever. Because his mom couldn't tell him that his brother just got the job, and he just like he just started like he didn't just get the job, but it's like two weeks he started working there, or whatever, and he had died or whatever. Ooh. Trying to, and he had so he was like that's why he joined the army because he can quite get back or whatever. So he's like, gotcha. So that like, is, he, yeah. he said that he's angry a lot. That's that's why I remember it because I was like this man waited for ten years to sign up for the army to get back. Yeah. Oh shoot, he dangerous. Like <laughs> I, that was my reaction. Like you he's know, dangerous. I make a joke out of everything, but I was like, but he's like, he's, he's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, he's dangerous. Yeah, I was like, yo, like he was not playing no games, but like, <laughs> but nah. So like his story was like a, a story I always like tell people like we were, as kids, you got to remember like we seen people getting called to fight at a young age. Mm-hmm. Like it was so many. That's when I felt like in the black community. Going to the military was normalized. Right. It was. That was the only time I see it being normalized. Because I was like, you think about an oh, army pillow. Ooh, ain't nobody about to go to the army. Then when that happened, I seen so many people I knew. Um, sign up. Sign up. Uh, not new, but like, because I was little, but older, old heads or whatever. Yeah. Like, Where they go? Oh, they went to the army. Dang. Oh, he went to the Marines. He's right. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yo, some type so, of arm, some type of military. It was some type of military. Yeah. But yeah, man, I was just like, but yeah, I know. Uh, shout out to all those though, for real, that uh, that I lost someone or whatever in 9-11 or yes. you got a yes. story to tell or whatever. Whenever we post this video, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you share your story. Yeah, share, share your, your story or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, reach out to somebody this weekend, you know, if they're going through it or whatever. That's, that's, right. that's what it's all about. I know we Absolutely. always say we will not forget, but like for real, like it's kind of yeah, hard do. to forget something like that when you, you look like you lived through it. So especially the people that lost somebody, you know, and the people that survived it. We always talk about people we lost, but the survivors. Yeah, the people, there. the survivors out there too. Definitely, you know, survivors, uh, the firefighters, that, firefighters, and all yeah, them, first yeah. responders, all them guys. Like showed them some love this week because they had a hard, hard job going into those buildings and trying to pull people out. So definitely showed them some love. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I was like, I was like, I guess this is what we signed up for. Like, it's time to go to war. Like, I remember saying that. I remember saying that after we really found out. I was like, yo, I guess this is what we signed up for. We're about to go to war. I thought we was going to war that day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to be all the way real. Like, I was like, oh, we're about to go to war. And my drill sergeant was like. You're not going to war. You haven't even graduated yet. He's like, you didn't go to your duty station. I was like, oh, so we're not going to war from here? <laughs> like, like y'all just not going to ship us straight to war? Oh, all right, cool. 
and then I ain't go direct for another five years after that. And I finally went direct in 2006. So I made my trek across the pond then. But yeah, man, yeah. Um, 9-11 was, was a different, it started a different time in America, man. It did. Yeah, it definitely started. And, you know, they're they're afraid that something's going to happen tomorrow. Like they're afraid something's going to happen. tomorrow. That's the reports coming out of the White House is that like they are they are They are very worried that something's going to go down tomorrow, even even though the stuff that just went down in Afghanistan, they think something's going to happen here tomorrow. Like they think something's going to happen in America somewhere tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah, that's like the that's like the biggest news right now going on on CNN is that it's like trying to remember it, but also like letting people be known like yo, something might go down tomorrow. So that's, uh, that's, you know, that's could happen. You never know. Like shit, we didn't think nine 11 would happen and it happened. Right. Um, so we're going to move along and we're going to talk some sports here. And I feel like we need to get this out the way, get this guy out the way. Cause I'm over this joker. Um, say that every week, but yeah, say it every week. But we gotta, him. we gotta talk about the Ben Simmons watch and his new, his latest statements. Like you know, uh, Doc Rivers owes him an apology, and the Sixers should apologize to him. Yo, I love Shaq and Charles more than anybody right now because everything they have said, I agree with. Because I've been saying it for three years. I've been saying it for three years, so I feel like. I should be called like the Zen master or, or the fortune teller, Miss Cleo, something. Cause I've been saying this shit for three years and everybody told me I was wrong. Like I was told I was wrong and this guy was greatness in the making and he's a generational talent. And you know, you have to accept the fact that he can't shoot cause he could do everything else so great. That's what I was told. I've been told this multiple times, somebody else, I'm not going to say who told me this cause it wasn't you. But it was somebody you're related to. And right. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave that right there. But again, like I said, like I've been saying, he needs to be gone. It needs to happen before training camp. I don't even care who they get in return now. There's so many different deals going on. I heard they made a deal with I heard they they offered a deal to go to state. Uh it's like Ben. Thibel, Maxi, five draft picks, all for Steph Curry. Now listen here. <laughs> now listen here. <laughs> I'ma say this. I'm giving all that up. They can have it all if you get me. If you get me Steph. You get me Steph to play with Steph. I'm cool to play with Joel. Listen here. Man. Listen here. But I heard Golden State, one, they don't want to give up Steph. And then two, they don't know how Draymond and Ben both can play on the floor together. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, that makes yeah, no like sense. That's the, it may, like you can't have two dudes who do the same exact thing except for Draymond will shoot the ball, but he's not a great shooter. Like he, he'll, at least he'll shoot it though. Mm-hmm. So, but then I heard Minnesota offered um, a bunch of players to – for Ben, they offered D'Angelo, um, the young kid they drafted last year, and somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, but I mean, 
at this point, he just needs to be dealt in my eyes. Like it, he just needs to go. Like he needs uh, to go. So here's the thing, right? So I see this is where Philly fans are. Oh, listen, they didn't they didn't turn no main man. Like, listen, the nah, fans that nah. was so here's the thing is no, 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 because Philly fans are the most disrespectful and can be the most ungrateful <laughs> fans. And I'm saying this as a Philly sports fan, okay? How you how you gonna call them ungrateful when all they want to do oh, is get back? Excuse, excuse me, excuse me. I got the floor. Go ahead. Okay. So the reason why I say that, because one bad play, that's all it takes. One bad play. And you have, you have to earn your get backs. You can't, you can't be. It was drafted. one play? You it was one play? It was one play or was it a series? Are you gonna let, are you no, gonna let me just, have You just tried to preference it to one play. It was a series. There was Listen, the whole series. Excuse me, excuse me. I wasn't finished. Let me make my point. Come on, Shannon. <laughs> so, so you gonna sit here and tell me, like, for instance, Mr. Carson Wentz, you can't be drafted number two overall. We're not gonna talk about MVP him. candidate, right? We're not gonna talk about. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then you have one bad season, and then we all of a sudden he gotta get up out of there. I say that because I am that Philly fan. I can't sit there. Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. So we got we got someone joining. I don't know if he's going to go on video or not. It's I'm gonna wait till he comes in. But I'm gonna let keep going. Keep going. I'm gonna let you keep going. So then on top of that, you got freaking and then with Ben Simmons, it's like I agree because like the reason why I say like Philly fans were waiting, right? I feel this is why Philly fans are so upset. Philly fans were upset because (laughs) we waited. Y'all waited. <laughs> y'all, yeah. Same y'all like waited we waited. For, y'all waited for Ben Simmons. And then he, when he got drafted, he was injured after playing the summer league. I'm still upset about that. I'm really upset about that. So he mm-hmm. sat down a whole year. Then he comes out as this promised Talk land. About it. Talk promised about land it. kid, right? And mm-hmm. so then, like, all right, first year, he does all right. You know what I'm saying? Almost rookie of the year, booty whoop, whatever. He ain't get a jump shot. Like, he will never improve. Even though, like, and it's coming out that like his parents, uh, his parents, his loved ones are like, hey, you good. You don't need a jump shot. Just keep on doing you. So he has that in his corner, too. I don't know if you read that. I and, didn't and and Brent Brown. Let's not forget oh, yeah, Brent yeah, Brown yeah. was, oh, yeah. Brent oh, Brown oh, was also, oh. also a contributor. Yeah, in this, in say, remember, in Brent Brown is. is like family, too. So yeah, he's like, like family. So I'm like, another thing, like, and that for me, for Philly fans, like, you can't give us, like, this high allotted, like, oh, you supposed to be the second coming of Jesus and you don't deliver. And then you can't. And so that's why I was like, I always say, though, here's an issue with Philly fans. Like, you ain't, I don't feel like Philly about to get back what they deserve for Ben. We're not. That's the issue. We're, we're not. So that was like, for if I was, and that's the thing, though, like, the, the bridge is burnt, though. You feel me? Like, the bridge is burnt. The issue I had with Ben is now he's being too light-skinned for me. Like, you posting pictures with the X on the 76ers, you know what I mean? Like, bro, I know you, but I told you, but I told you, I told you, I was like, hey, I was like, he about to go real crazy because y'all came at him at that press conference. You know, light-skinned is never forget how you did him wrong, bro. Hey, so he went off 
And I, hey, and I, I'm saying I'm watching because like, yo, if I was Ben, I would sit there and do some petty ass shit because Doc didn't just have to put him out there. Joel tried to come to his aid all willy nilly, but you definitely dissed him in the press conference. I ain't trying I mean, to hear all that shit. No, I ain't trying to hear that. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> you were about to defend Joel and B. I don't want to hear. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was about, about to be mad at him for. I was about to be mad at him for defending this nigga this these last two weeks. That's what I'm mad about. But you you should have stuck but with you what you said. But that's what you're supposed to do as a teammate, though. And you're supposed to be a leader. Uh, yeah, you, you are. So you are? the thing is, like, Joel did the right thing, but you're supposed to do that shit from the press conference. Don't, don't he was get in mad the feelings. at the press. He was in the feelings at the press conference, dog. Yo, right, that's what I'm saying. I was like, that's where I felt like the breeze was burnt at the press conference. After that, Ben was like, oh, fuck y'all. I'm about to do my own thing. I'm going I'm to I'm definitely go in the gym and show y'all I can shoot. Just to make y'all even he mad. Does, he's done that every. He's done that every summer. I'm not. He's Steph Curry, mad. He's Steph Curry in the summer. It, he's, 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 it. All right. So hold on. Let me let me introduce our guest today. Let me before before we go any further, I gotta introduce our guest because this is this is my fam. This is my cuz. Man, this is he's one of the reasons why I coach basketball. He got me into coaching. This is my this is family to me. My cuz and I reach. Now, Reed Charles, Coach Nye, as they call him, he's uh, one of the one of the hosts of Two Kings Two One uh, Two One Two Kings Two One Five. I'm sorry, I'm about to butcher your show name. Um, he he has his own podcast as well, which someday we will be coming on. We got to come on your Ooh. show, um, cause we talk basketball. We've been talking basketball since forever, so he's like how I talk with Jamar. I, I talk the same way with you. Please give me your input, cause you know me and you, we go, we go head up. So <laughs> go ahead, so, bring joy in, joy in. Yep, yep, yep. It's gonna be short on my end. The first or, thing I got. Or if you want to introduce yourself first, you want to introduce you want to yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so y'all looking at you know I me, mean? one half of the dynamic duo known as the Two Kings Two One Five. I'm the fat half. You feel me? Uh, fat <laughs> Stephen Fatson. I want all the smoke. You feel me, Kyrie? Second servants, you know what I mean? Your favorite coach, <laughs> favorite coach. Uh, Absolutely. As he said, we have our own podcast, you know what I mean? Uh, on, on most of the audio platforms, Two Kings, that's with a Z215. And I'm definitely looking forward to having these two gentlemen on there. And we're we going to get into what we're going to get into, man. All so right. um, definitely yeah. proud that y'all actually got y'all John off the ground. Y'all know I'm tuned in. I like what yeah. y'all been doing so far. Let me say that first and foremost, get that out the way. Give y'all y'all flowers. Thank um, you. So, you know what I mean? I hope y'all continue to grow. Yeah. Uh, that being said, all right, let me let me first say to the Sixers fans who are watching, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. <laughs> I told you, mother... Man, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. I he had to did. say it this many times because I don't know why people was arguing with me this whole time. Mm. Even... Even to this day, and I'm gonna make sure I share this, so I'm gonna call my man's name out, Kurt. My, I put my foot in your ass over this whole <laughs> because y'all wanted to argue with me. I was in y'all, I was on Facebook. Y'all argued. I was in y'all face as we watched uh, mm-hmm. them in the first round, and y'all wanted to argue me down about bull. Right? Uh, we don't need him to score, man. Look at everything else he does. First of all, I've never heard y'all say that for not a single point guard or perimeter player we've ever watched 
I don't know why that became a cool narrative. I never heard not not no superstar, not no all star. I Man. never heard that for another all star perimeter player. We don't need him to score. Are you fucking serious? You mm-hmm. a franchise player? Talk, and we don't need talk that talk. Talk that talk. Y'all was bugging. Y'all was bugging. Y'all was dick eating heavy. <laughs> talk that That's talk. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. And look how he giving y'all his ass to kiss now, right? Mm-hmm. He's who I told y'all he was. How, how many men said he was who I said he was. He was right. who I thought he was. You feel me? <laughs> talk, talk. Right. Now, with, now, now that whole narrative. And, and the thing is, he's one of those people like, like, y'all know how we talk about girls and we say that's that girl that act crazy because she got girlfriends to back up? That's him. All these people backed up his, his nonsense for years. LeBron, oh, he's the prince. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As you always mentioning, Brett Brown, his family. You know what I'm saying? All these people. Even Doc. Doc got here and Doc didn't say, you know I mean? Brett Brown was on his way out the door talking about something. He going to make him shoot jumpers. Never right. did it. Never did Never it. did it. I don't know how many posts I put up saying that as a coach, I would have been benched Ben by now. And people are like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Now look. Look where we at. You know my lose him for a bag of chips and a hoagie. You know my feelings on boys. So you know, but the hoagies though. (laughs) (laughs) Not even in fact, I should say a sub. It's not even gonna be a hoagie. Yo, there you go. There you go. (laughs) A plain sub. Yo, Subway. Hey, from Subway too. You feel me? Not even on Italian herbs and cheese. Now you know my thoughts on boy. Like, like you know my thoughts, my thoughts on homeboy. Like. I never thought he was uh, generational. I've been saying this, you know, I've been saying this since forever. Like since they drafted him, you know, I was, I didn't even really want to draft him. Like I didn't personally want to draft him. And I said that and everybody said I was tripping, but I said, look at LSU and look at how they played. Like I, I go all the way back to LSU with him. Like he didn't live up to the hype at LSU. For me, he didn't. And then once he got here and in that summer league, he shot them mid-range shots, and everybody was like, oh, he's going to shoot it. And then he got hurt mysteriously. And then he was out for the whole season. And then he came back the next year, and he wasn't shooting. At all. And then you had to, you had people in Philly saying, oh, well, we want to change the narrative and say, as long as he's aggressive, he's, he's, the, best, he's the best version of himself. Because I remember hearing this all the time. An aggressive Ben Simmons is the best Ben Simmons. Well, let's go back to these playoffs. Since we want to use that term, let's go back to these playoffs. Let's go to the Atlanta series. Your starting point guard can pause not for a second, have... Pause for a second, Court. Yeah. Pause for a second. Before you get into that, and I don't know if y'all mentioned it before I came through, but I just want to mention it because I want to dig the grave a little bit deeper. Um, uh-huh. I just want to mention that everybody's upset now with right. what happened in Atlanta, right? Right. Did people realize that every single playoff series that Ben has been in, he's had a single-digit scoring game? Every. Since the every. first time he's been in the playoffs? Yeah. I you think said every, you said every, you said every, every he's series. Every single playoff series. He's averaged a single digit. He's, he's averaged... had a single-digit game. Yeah. Every last one. Yep. Right, so every, I'll, series. I'll every series. Every series. Every series. Every series he's had. He's had a, he's had a game where he's had four to eight points in that in that series. 
Atlanta was just Atlanta was just worse because after games one and two, he had four points, eight points, and seven points. That's the only difference is that he did it multiple multiple times in in Atlanta series. But since he's gotten to the playoffs as a player, he had a single digit game in every single series he's played in. Oh, first win in Miami. Okay, yeah, first, all right. no, no, no. I was trying to understand because I was like, for me, because I was saying, because so I was, because Reggie sat here and sat here and said, like, aggressive Ben Simmons, because I was the person that was like, all right, F him shooting, because I gave up on him shooting, like, real rap, I just gave up on shooting, but if you go into the basket and you go into the line, whatever, I never had an issue with that, at least you're doing something, because my thing was, I wanted, for I'm a Lakers fan, so I wanted Lonzo Ball to be aggressive, because I was like, yo, if Lonzo is go to the hole, Whatever, I ain't got an issue. Fix that broken jumper later. Just go to the hole, go to the line. I ain't tripping on that. So, like, the issue I had was because when Ben Simmons went off against Brooklyn that one year or whatever, he was aggressive. He was aggressive. And I was like, I said, and I was like, yo, I could live with that. That Ben Simmons. But you remember, that's when Joel Embiid was out, though. I'm about to say his biggest games when Joel Embiid is out. I was telling, I was saying, that's why I said, I was like, if anything, I was like, Ben Simmons is fine as long as he's aggressive. Joel B just can't be on the court. That's always been my argument. I say he's a good, good player. Joel B just can't be on the court. But the franchise is Joel B. He's the franchise. I'm tracking. They don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that. But. You know, he's the franchise. Yeah, like, he's the franchise player. I just had to go ahead and put yeah. that out. So since you spoke yeah. about aggression and why it matters. So when you look at the Atlanta series, game one and two, I think game one he had 18, and game two I think he had 21, if I remember that correctly. And then from game three on, he averaged single digits. And he didn't take shots in the fourth quarter. He didn't take a shot. Zero. You can't be the starting point guard and not take a shot in the fourth quarter of a game. Because you're afraid to go to the foul line. People were were defending the fact that he didn't shoot in the fourth quarter. Like, that's the I didn't understand. He got so much leadway in this city until that pass when he did that spin move on Gallinari where he should have threw it down on both of their heads. Hey, I couldn't believe it. I Because like you saw, right. I, I had to watch all the games, right? I had to watch it the next day. So right. I was <laughs> everybody's comments and I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way he pa- it was that wide open. Bro, I watched that video about like seven, eight times. I was like, yo, like, I was like, maybe there's something I'm missing, right? I I, I, I couldn't believe it. Man, <laughs> he was done after that. Like, it was that. It was you over. Got, listen, you got to actually watch the whole clip and see different angles. Because you mm-hmm. see Tobias like, what? <laughs> and you mm-hmm. see Joel on top like, my man. Like- <laughs> nah, Joel and B. Joel was the funny. My <laughs> yes. man was just like. Yeah, like head scratching moment in basketball, and now you're sitting Bro, here telling me I'm not passing on Trey Young if I'm under the rim, and I'm not talking I'm about letting me when we hoop. I'm talking about me right now. The watch right, version. me right now. No, yeah. watch for I got Trey not... Young under the rim. I'm putting the ball up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting me a layup. Like I'm getting something, and I'm going to the line. Find me. Yeah, like and at the end of the day, like I get it. It's in his head. We I say this all the time. Foul foul shooting is mental. He can't hit foul shots. It's in his head. I get right. all that. Technique is bad too, though. Huh? I said his technique is bad too. It doesn't it's, look it's, as bad as it actually is, but it is. Yeah, it's bad too. That's bad. We like I 
I can give a whole shooting class on his on his horrible form, but ball comes out sideways. I've never seen a ball come out of somebody's hand spinning sideways. I've never seen that. I've never seen it in my life. I've been playing basketball my whole life. I listen, I can shoot. And I've never seen a ball literally come out of somebody's hand and spin sideways. I love the all-star game picture where you see Brian Mello, you see all them standing there and he's shooting the ball. And the ball's coming out sideways, and you see the sideways spin, and it's like, how did that happen? Like, where, how, how did it, how does the ball do that? Yeah, like, listen, again, I'm not, I want to, I've been wanting them going for three years. I've been saying this for three years. My cousin was, I, my cousin tell you, I've been asking for him to be traded three years ago. So for me, his best value was three years ago. They should have tried to trade him three years ago when he was at his highest value. Right now, you're going to get pennies on the dollar. You had to take what you could get. This motherfucker just said that he wants he wants Doc Rivers to apologize to him. The nerve. If Doc Rivers apologizes to him, I'm not going to be a Sixers fan anymore. No I promise you this. What? No, you can't. Can't. Cat, I can't. Cat, I can't even find one to throw on. Cat, <laughs> cat, you're not gonna go through this podcast where you say things and don't back it up, cat. Bro, if Doc Rivers apologize, I'm a coach. Let me tell you something. I ain't apologizing to no player for no nah. reason, nah. ever. <laughs> you know, I talk reckless to my players. You big, yo. Listen, we coach together. You know how I get down. There is no way on God's green earth. As a fan, as a coach, that I'm going to sit here and the head coach of my team apologizes to a player who ain't worth it. <laughs> that, listen, I won't you be. You got to be wrong to apologize, man. And you got right. What, what, what is he apologizing for? Because he said he don't think he can win with him. He said, "I don't know." Listen, I don't know. That's that's not a it's not a bad answer. He could have just flat out said no, because that would have been my answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> no again and you can tell me to get the hate out of my heart because i know that's how you feel because you like saying that all the time jabbar but no it's not hate i don't like his game i've been saying it for three years i'm gonna continue to say it he could go wherever he want and start shooting jump shots and i'll clap it up and be like congratulations you figured out how to shoot the ball listen he just don't need to be here no more i don't need to see it again like the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again. And this is insanity and now. Different results. Yes. Sir. Exactly. This is insanity now. This is insanity. Just like the jump shot videos you mentioned, right? Yeah. We've been watching that, them every that, summer. That's literally insanity. Watching that's every summer. Off season after off season. Bro, what they're saying is Philly Sixer fans sitting there getting hyped every, every freaking season, summer. Every got hyped the first year. I'm not going to lie. Now, <laughs> he did. I, and I told him. I got hyped he the first did, year. And I told him it was bullshit. I got hyped the first year. Yes, he did. Was like, you didn't bro. shoot during the season, it was a wrap for me again. See, I, I, <laughs> mine was, I was like, I was hyped on that freaking Sixer versus uh, Laker uh, summer league game versus Lonzo and Ben Simmons. And well, I was, was like, That's if the game Ben was Simmons about. does what he does right now, Philly might have some some issues. You know what I'm saying? Hey, they might be something. But right. I was like, once he did, and first of all, he didn't play. And once he came back, he did the complete opposite of what yeah. he did in the summer league. I was just like, okay, all right. I don't want to see. Again, that summer league, I was hyped. That game, I was hyped. Oh, he got a jump. He looked like he worked on his jump shot. Yeah, I was, I was like, hyped. What? That summer, not the summer where the first time they put the videos out, 
I called him instantly. I sent the nigga the video and everything. Like, yo, you see this? <laughs> I straight sent him the video. There was no, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm me. Like, I'm a Sixers fan. And if this guy's on our team and they show me he working on his game, I'm going to believe it. We get to the season. He doesn't start shooting. First thing I said to him, I called him instantly. He got to go. He said, damn, you was just hype. I said, he got to go. He's not shooting. I, I don't care. Like, he got to go. And listen, I'm honest with it. Like, my, I don't change. Like, and here to tell you, when it comes to basketball, I said it's the kids I coach. If you don't shoot, what do I got you on the floor for? I asked that question. Oh, coach, but I do everything. What do you do else? Because we can get, I can put somebody else on the floor that can get stops. Because we all play defense. In my eyes, everybody on my team plays defense. If I get you, if I get tell them to get you the ball while you wide open, you're supposed to let that thing fly. Don't look to pass to nobody else. Let that thing fly. If you start passing the ball again, you can come have a seat next to me, and there's somebody else on this bench that's going to shoot it. I, I Listen, he got to go. Like, I can't say it enough. Like, I've been saying it for three years. I'm going to continue to say it. He got to go. He got to go. He got to go. Like Now, you want to know what's going to be the funniest thing? He going to go somewhere and start shooting. I got No, 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 no. What's going to be funnier than that? Is if you have to trade Maxi, that's gonna hurt. To get him that's gonna hurt. Here. That's gonna hurt. Unless you get in a top level all star, like unless you get in a guy out in Portland that we're number zero. Who said he not? Hey, going so we're gonna talk about the way. next right. topic. We're gonna talk. <laughs> said he's not going nowhere. By the way, right? Yeah, he's definitely not. Damn, going James nowhere. Harden sure is looking good now, ain't he? James Harden was looking good last year. And I said, make that damn trade. I said it. Nobody I said it. All the arguments, right? Hey, oh, I was like, hey, so I know I know, I said next time, but y'all was dumb as hell for not that. That trade for James Hunt, I would have did that shit so quick. Hey. Listen, now, hey, what did I say? Like, what did I say when the reports came out? Make the, do nah, I need to pack I, his bags yo, for him? Like, this was like, my comment. Man. I will go to Center City. He live in the Ritz-Carlton Towers. I know where you live at, nigga. I'll go down there and pack your bags for you. I'll help you. I'll help you move. This shit is real. Like, I want him gone. Like, this shit is real. Him and Joel live in the same building mm-hmm. in Center City. I know exactly what I know the building the niggas live in. Yes, he got to go. The chips you get for him is at least hers, man. I hope we get CJ. Like, at least let me get CJ. If I can get one of the Portland guys, let me get CJ then. Like, if I can't get Dame, let I me get CJ. That. I can live with CJ. I can live with CJ, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I can live with CJ. Malcolm Brown looking real good now, too, huh? He looks he looks better than I thought he would to me because you know I I am not man, the biggest right, Michael Brother fan but a little birdie told me that y'all might begin De'Aaron Fox though I heard it won't be De'Aaron Fox I heard it would be the boy Halliburton and maybe Buddy Hill Buddy Hill oh, yeah yeah might I might get say both of those might, that'll be okay yeah I, mean, I live get, with that y'all might get both of those as yeah, I yeah, both of those get both of those but y'all yeah, like, pushing towards the freaking De'Aaron Fox, though. I, I would love De'Aaron Fox. Well, that would be I, good. All of that. Would I would love good. De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get De'Aaron Fox, though, bro. I'm going to have to go get that jersey, bro. That's a hell of an upgrade. Oh, yeah, like, that's an upgrade. Like, De'Aaron Fox with Joel Embiid, mm. uh, listen, that's that's a, that's a that's a dynamic duo right there. Like, I can live with that. I can live with that. That's, yeah, that's trip. Uh, see, you, know, you got that team up in Brooklyn, though. You saw that team up in Brooklyn, though, yo. Well, the semifinals, excuse me. We got semifinals shit. Yeah, you right. And that assassin that's sitting up there who's angry that his toe was on the line and he ain't get a three. Listen, 
he already said he come he coming ready for war this year. Like they better hope they better pray Brooklyn has you. Injuries, you bro. better stop making the faces when I talk about Kevin Durant, bro. Again. You better hope they get hurt. Oh, Everybody better hope they get hurt. You talking down on KD during the Olympics? I said he needs to show up. That's what I said. Okay. I said he needs to show up. Uh, I said okay. he needs to show up. I was about to say, to show up if anything, I was God bless America. This he mug right America. here. Hey, yeah, that's, that's why I had to say. That's why, <laughs> no. I, that's why I had to remind you. No, listen. There's no, no. high end. But you know, I'm a KD fan. You know, I was a KD fan even when he left OKC. I was a fool. I was all for that move. So, again, I'm that a KD guy. That a lot guy. about your character, by the way. I just want to put that out there. First of all, I like that everything. a lot is. about your character, Let by me the say way. this. Let me say this, and I'm going to preface this the right way. When we talk basketball, I look at basketball fits. I don't uh, care. I don't care about people's feelings about somebody's personal moves because at the end of the day, everybody makes the moves they want to make in the NBA. I look at the fit, and the fit in Golden State with him was the best fit that anybody could have ever made. Bro, they had Harrison Barnes. Anybody could have fit in there. Well, listen, the and, and, here's, the and, here's, and here's what I say to that. And I said this when it happened. All y'all that's mad at KD should be should be mad at Harrison Barnes. You want to know why? Because if Harrison Barnes takes 85 million the season before, that shit never happens. Yes, it, I promise you it would. No, it does not. You want to know I, why? I put money, I put money Harrison money. Barnes would have been shipped out of there. No, to get KD why. over there. They couldn't ship him because they didn't have the money and they wouldn't have been able to ship him. His 85 million, they wouldn't have been able to move. They said that. That was the whole reason why the deal went down. Bro, trust me when I say, trust Yo, me. Bob if they can beat a Chris Paul trade, they can no. do anything they want to no. do in the NBA. Bob, Bob Myers even said, oh, and I know the backstory of the Chris Paul trade since we want to talk about that because I definitely watched his No Chill ep- his episode on Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, we, we can talk about that now too since you wanted to bring that up. But what he said was, and what, and what Bob Myers said was, he literally said, if we keep Harrison Barnes, if we would have kept Harrison Barnes, there was no way we could make that deal because there was no way we could offload his money off the books. Nobody was taking that deal. The money that they were going to pay Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes didn't even get half of that when he went on the market. So you got to remember, you got to look at the money. You got to look at the money. He got I'm talking, So you're talking to a Lakers fan that signed Timothy Moskov and Luol Deng for some dumb money. I don't want to hear nothing is impossible in the NBA, bro. No, I'm not hearing it. If they wanted KD, they would have got KD by any means necessary, bro. That's a it fact. Was, it it wouldn't be able fact. to be done, though. Money-wise, it wouldn't be able to be done. All them rich-ass owners in the NBA, you mean nobody could have got some money off the book? Something would have happened. Trust you had, me. So what you had to do, like, you literally, to get his money off the books, the stuff, the stuff they, trade, I promise you. The stuff they would have had to do, and they would have had to get Oklahoma City to agree to a sign and trade and to take somebody. Oklahoma City wasn't agreeing to none of that shit. They wasn't with it. They was not you. with it. Listen, it, I love how you say sign and trade because, remember, they could have signed KD, right, for an extension that, that year. Or whatever, yeah. and they were like, but KD was like, he wanted to, you know, do the whole. He would test the market, yeah. Right, test the market, right? So my thing was like, OKC played, didn't get nothing back. That's why everybody was upset because, like, they could. I think OKC would have jumped on a sign and trade, but you had to empty the house to get KD, and that's that the thing. Would have been a difference. 
and that's and that's, what, and that's what Bob Myers was saying. Like, you've got to really give up a lot to get him. Yeah, I'm not saying as long as you move. don't touch. So Draymond would have been on the OKC, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so and, that's, and and again, that doesn't work for Golden State because Draymond is really their facilitator. So it doesn't work taking him off of Golden State. No, again, I not, that part assigning trade when it worked, but right. like as far as like KD being a free agent and like hey Harrison Barnes, the only thing that's stopping me from getting to Golden State. Somebody would have been off that team, and it would have happened. I promise you. Something would have had to. They would have had to do a lot to make it happen, though. But yeah, I'm about to say there's no way. And he, what? He tell Yo. me I'm coming to. Hey, hey, you gotta go. Hey, you gotta go. Hey, bro, you just lost your job. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> no. Yo. Gilbert Arenas told the best story about the whole Chris Paul deal, though. He literally broke it down because he got it from his agent, how it went down that Chris Paul didn't go to the Lakers. And he told it to Chris on the show. Yo, if you haven't watched that episode, yeah. you got to watch it. Because Chris, fa- Chris Hole's face was like, that makes it, it makes sense, Yo, though. He but was like, this sense. is why I didn't go to the Lakers. Like, But it was all about money. Yeah, And, nah. and again, the NBA is so fickle, though. Like, the NBA is very fickle. All politics. Like, it's all politics. And so I heard two different stories about this because I heard the whole David Stern side of it before he passed, where he was like, you know, they were the they were the the league was the owners of New Orleans. And right. the league didn't see that that trade would value the league. But yeah. in reality, it was about the money and the way they could assign Team USA to the Lakers and had that for a 10-year run. Mm, mm, mm. The Lakers would have been dominant for 10 years. Oh, like the, the Lakers would have been, been able to stop. I'll tell you that much. I the, Lakers would have had, the Lakers would have been able to have four Max Steel players on one roster for Man, 10 years. You're talking about spoiled, okay? And still have enough money to possibly sign a fifth Max player. Damn. That's why, and that's why, and that's why the league was like, "Nope, that can't happen." Mm-mm-mm. That's why the league did that. Like a long time ago. Yo, and Chris Paul was sitting there, and he was like, "Cause he had never heard that. He had never heard that part of it. So when he heard it, you could see his face, and he just was like, like his whole head, face, everything changed. And Gil was breaking it down to him, cause I, I guess Gil is his man. Like I guess Gil, yeah. the way they broke it down on the show, like Gil taught him." the league for the most part, like in a summer workout, like Gil went to go work out with him and got him going. And Chris Paul told how he beat Gil one-on-one. How he bust his ass, yeah. How he bust his ass one-on-one. And Gil was like, yeah, I came in that joint not ready. I, I was at home chilling. I was in my off season. I was chilling. <laughs> and I got a call and went in there and tried to help help the young fella out and got my ass bust. Mm. Um, but moving along, we're going to talk about topic two, which is the start of the NFL season. We're going to talk about last night's game. We have a Cowboys fan on the show. My, <laughs> my cousin's a Cowboys fan. Yo, fix your face, dog. That's <laughs> all you want, Phil. Listen, that game last night was that game last night was awesome. That was a great game. You live in Philly. Better than what anybody expected it would be. He's uh, from Houston, though. He's from Houston, so. Oh, okay. Okay. He's from Houston. I, I have some questions. I, yeah, he's, he's originally from Houston, so. But he's from LA. Get him, get him, get him. Touche. 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 Get him. 
So if, last night, but if it means anything, I lived in California, so I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did live in California, so. <laughs> but last night's game, yo, Dak, Dak, Dak looked good last night, man. I, I'm gonna say Dak looked, Dak looked back, like he I looked ready. He's gonna be ready soon. Yeah, nah, I don't think so he's ready. I'll say, I, I would say this, like as far as Dak, like with all those offensive weapons, though, like I had no. So I, because everybody thought that Dak for Dak was better than uh, Carson Wentz, because I feel yeah. like, uh, okay. Anyway, stop, get that bias at your heart. So, <laughs> so my thing was with Dak, I was he always had an offensive weapons and an offensive line. Granted, y'all missing the offensive lineman last night though. Yeah. Uh, but um, I will say, like, we're seeing all the offensive weapons, and they actually had a preseason or whatever. I kind of expected him to come back. Now, to go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady like that, though, I was impressed. I will say that. If C.D. Lamb catches a ball, you know what I mean? If uh, that kicker, who's right. – he made it to the trade deadline, though. Right. He made it to the trade deadline because he didn't make – cost that- me a fantasy. All I'm going to say is that fucker cost me a fantasy. That's all I'm saying. He but, cost hey, me some points in fantasy. Hey, but that boy Amari Cooper, though, he's he, he my favorite right now. <laughs> he got- he got Amari Cooper on his fantasy. Listen, he got Amari Cooper on his fantasy team. We're playing against each other. I got Chris Godwin on mine. Chris Godwin let me the fuck down last night. I should have 40 points on the board. This motherfucker want to drop a wide open pass. He want to fumble. <laughs> he fucked me over last night. Like, I just want to point that out. Nah, but, yeah, I'm about to say, but I just want to say on the record, Tom Brady is a bad man, bro. Yes. That's yeah, a look bad ahead. name right there. Hey. Look ahead. <laughs> Yo, like, y'all really left me this much time? No, no that look though. Hey, that was a dangerous. I that's been a, that was mad, bro. Listen, that was a meme, and I was sitting at the bar drinking, and I'm like, I, I look up at the clock, and I'm like, it's one thirty on the clock, I'm and like, they show hey. Tom face. I was like, oh, he going to score? Yeah, the camera really said that. And I'm like, oh, they know it too. Oh yeah, like it's going down. Hey, but, hey notice though, like I love how everybody always saying, like I don't know what Tom Brady drinking, but them zippers on them passes that he been throwing. I want to know what what you be doing, bro. Cause like him and LeBron T- got some stuff that, they got that going TB12 on. That TB12 diet, that TB12 diet. You got to find out what that TB12 diet is. That, they say that diet plan that he do is something different. Like he's okay, on he a different was, level. And that drive though, that's why I love him and Gronk. I don't care. That's like the best duo on the NFL for real. For yeah. Real. Cause they yeah. be reading each other's minds, bro. Cause like Gronk went to the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody Yo. can do nothing about it. So, hey, did you, dope, so all right, so I'm going to ask you a question. defense is shit, man. So I'm going to ask you. Your defense looked a lot better, though. Your defense looked a lot better last night. It looked a lot better. That's yeah. in comparison to how bad it's been for the last couple right. of years. Though. Yeah, yeah. It looked a lot better, though. It looked a lot better. So I'm going to ask you a question. The Chris, the Chris Godwin catch at the end of the game, did you feel like it was pass interference? Okay. Okay, here it is. <laughs> I want to hear this. So – Usually, if it's blatant, when they push full extension, they usually call that. Because he didn't fully extend and it's like less than a minute, they probably going to let, let it play through. But, when, you, of course, when you slow it down, it looks bad. It looks like, like offensive pass interference. So, it looks bad. The replay, it looks like during in live action, when they played it in regular motion, it doesn't look like pass interference. It, it looks like It looks like the defender is holding on for dear life. That's what it looks like. 
Right. And it looked That's like it could saying. be defensive pass interference. If he would have extended then, that arm the full way, I think. But then when you see the play. replay and they slowed it down, I'm like, oh, that could have been pass interference. But they didn't call it. And, you know, he, he caught that, thank God, because he was fucking killing me. He dropped that, that, that deep ball where he looked like he could have scored. Oh, yeah. I was so upset. Bro, yeah. bro, I got heartbroken on that joint. I almost died in the bar last night. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But yo, Dallas, Dallas looks scary. Like, I might have to walk my prediction. I might have to walk my uh, division prediction back. Like, I ain't even gonna lie. I'm not I'm gonna lie. Before preseason, I picked Washington. I picked Washington. <laughs> See? <laughs> he a Dallas fan. See? I'm telling you, bro. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <What? laughs> I wasn't Dallas, sure we was gonna be able to get everything to job and defense with everything is, depending on that. Yo. Dallas sure defense. I mean, Washington's defense is something different. I'm that shit is different. Defense is not good, bro. But like, yo, they can put up donuts. Like, listen, listen. Offensively, right? You got uh, Scary Terry on one side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You got the other. I forgot the other boy. You, we were talking about. He went to Washington. Or no, he's on Josh. That mind. So you got yeah. Scary Terry, and then you got Antonio Gibson as your yeah. running back. I ain't gonna lie. I'm praying that he does well because he's on uh-huh. my team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> For me, it's the quarterback situation. And I love how everybody's like, oh, Fitz Magic, Fitz Magic. First of all, he has Listen. like two games a season where it's like, yo, Fitz Magic. And right. it's like, <laughs> so I don't understand where everybody's like, back on, I would have backed on Dallas before I backed on Washington. So I'm saying, but that Dallas, I mean, that Washington defense is something different, oh, man. Bro, okay. them, dudes, them dudes can put donuts on the board. Like, they can hold you to zero, and all you need is a field goal to win. Like, I look at that. Like, that. listen, that is, that's major. Like, that's hey, I, major. Just for the record, this is the same This is the same defense that was in the playoffs last year against the And Tom, but that's Tom. Again, no, 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 Right now, I because I was look because offensively, the best team in the NFC East right now, offensively, is Dallas. The Cowboys. It's Cowboys, right? I agree with that. Oh, I would love to see when the Cowboys go crazy on them because they got Gallup, CD, and Zeke. Zeke can't get no touches. We've seen that already. I was pissed <laughs> off last night because I got Zeke on my fantasy <laughs> team and they didn't get this nigga the ball. I was fucking hot last night. I was like, bro, like, I was hot. I was confused. Listen, I wanted to throw my phone down at some point because hey, when the ball was named Pollard, Tony Pollard, yeah. when he gets more touches than Zeke, I was, I was pissed. Like, but was you pissed know like, what though? That you know what that means that that means they uh what's the offensive coordinator? He changed the uh he changed what the they said, So on um on first take this morning, or no, on get up this morning, they were saying that um their game plan going into the game was to be pass heavy because they yeah. knew they couldn't run the ball against the Buccaneers defense because their Bucks run defense is the best in the league. So they went in there with the mindset that they were throwing the ball the whole game. That's why Dak had 50-something passes last night. So they went in there with that mindset. Hey, I don't know what he put in that shoulder, but yeah. hey, he was slinging that thing, boy. Yo, but he had some throws where I was looking at him like, yo, is that shoulder all right? Because he, he had a couple. He's not 100%. We know that. He, but He had a couple where that joint looked like it came out of there something crazy. Yeah. No, he ain't. I'm about to say. I think Dak would tell you not 100. But the yeah. fact that he can go toe to toe with Tom Brady on Thursday Night Football season premiere. Oh I mean, yeah, he did like the more advanced than yeah. I thought. That had me. That yeah, had that me had me. yeah, that 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 scared the shit out of me. I ain't gonna lie, cause I hate the Cowboys, and that shit scared the shit out of me. So That's Sunday, right. so Sunday, I swear to God, 
Hey, your boy, better, better, your boy better come out and put yeah, on a show, put Sunday. Show. That's his guy. I, I ain't claiming it yet. I ain't claiming no it yet. He got to show. He got to show me more. That's his guy. That's his guy. He's a, <laughs> he's an Alabama. He's an Alabama lover over here, dog. That's his okay. guy. Hey, look, you see what they did? You <laughs> see what they did? They miss a beat, boy. Bryce, yep. Yeah. Hey, don't get me started. Anyway, uh, yeah, we not they, talking. We not. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, listen. Um, but yeah, so we gonna move right along because we got uh, we got a bunch of topics to get to, and we gonna talk quick because I know you. So make this quick. All right, so we gonna do this music joint. Like we said, we was gonna do this music joint, and we got my cousin here who was going off on people about these two albums. He was killing people on the book. So we go we gonna talk about this. Hey, you got like, I gotta see your input. Hey, oh I yeah, wanna... we we gonna make sure I'm make sure y'all add each other on the book. Cause yo, my cousin Nah, he has no, he's no holes bar. His his takes is legit. He's always going. Hey, you know, so I'm we an gonna talk. Hey, I'm yeah, we gonna talk, so you know we gonna talk Drake and Kanye. Um, how do y'all feel about the albums? We've we've had them for a week. They marinated. They've 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 last. They gave us. I, I got a good week of listening to both of them. I listened to both of them multiple times. Um, I'll give my take on both first. I'll go first. Y'all, everybody knows I'm the biggest Kanye wow. fan. I'm one of the biggest <laughs> Kanye fans. And for me, the album was... So production-wise, I get an album a nine. I'm going to tell y'all that. For production, is a nine. The rest of the album, like if we going lyrical and stuff like that, I'm going, I'm going 6.5. God and, damn. And I'm, and, I'm being, and I'm being honest, like I really only listen to seven songs off the album. Oh shoot! I, everything else I don't listen to, so it's I got seven good songs I listen to out of twenty four, so that's a problem for me. But that's why I put them seven on my playlist, and that's what I listen to. <laughs> but as far as as far as uh, Champagne Poppy, Certified Lover Boy, I get that seven. Oh my lord! Jeez. I get that seven, and I think I only listen to. Maybe five songs off the album, maybe yeah, six. Oh, <laughs> and again, I I don't think this is neither one of their best best work that they could have put out. I think what they put out was average at best for both of them. For both of them, I definitely think I definitely think Drake could have came better. I feel like Drake put it out. After having it sit for a year, he put it out on some, I'm just putting it out now. Like, a lot of stuff got leaked off the album. So a, a lot of them songs I had heard, like, I had, I had heard Way Too Sexy before the album dropped. I had heard that. I had heard that back in, like, May or something like that. Maybe June. One of them two months, I heard I heard that. And I, I just didn't say nothing. I heard it and was like, hmm. I remember that song as a kid. I remember the original song. So <laughs> hmm. I like the the Ross and Wayne song. Like I like that John. Oh, okay. Okay. No, that's one of the that's one of the that's one of the seven, six or seven. Like that's one of the six or seven. Um, you know, I'm always gonna like anything with Hove on it. I think Hove gave Drake the better verse, to be honest. I think Hove gave Drake the better verse between Drake and Kanye, which I'm I'm so surprised. But I think he gave him a better verse. I do. 
Um, and trying to think of what else I like off of that. Like, I like, so go back to Kanye's album. I wish the baby's verse would have been on the song with Hove instead of being a separate song. Cause I didn't need to hear Kanye rap twice. I could have took one of the Kanye verses off and put the baby's verse in there instead and had that whole as one song instead of having it as two separate songs. I think that, I think yay should have did that instead of leaving his two verses on, he could have just did one of his verses and then put them two on there and let them rock out. Um, the locks on, on Kanye, on Kanye album, that, that shit was different. Like the locks is different. Like the locks are the locks. Like they might be aliens too. Like, cause I'm, I'm going, we're going to talk about an alien next though. We're going to talk about a real alien next, but um. Yeah, like that's what I got for these two albums. Like I, I think they both was average. Um, whoever want to go first, y'all are more than welcome. I mean, we can let our guests go first. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go right, ahead, sir. Get my old ass takes off the way. <laughs> um, I ain't been a Kanye fan in quite a while, so that would bring me cousin the conflict. <laughs> and this album actually is proof of why. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, the last John that you mentioned. Solid. Um, the old John that you mentioned. Cool. The old okay, 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 John. That's okay, my shit. That's uh, my I, shit. I see where he was going with that. He didn't have the best verse on that, but okay, cool. Yo, um, Jay, Jay Electronica, bro, that verse he put, Jay's Electronica verse was different. I won't correct. Yeah, he can rap. He's um, a spitter. But, 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 and uh, truth be told, I wasn't going to listen to Donna at all. You know what's funny? I only listened to Donda because you said I was coming on here and I knew it was going to come up. <laughs> I actually had no intentions on listening to the album. I know you did. I know you did. I'm dead serious. I'm happy you dead listened, serious. though. I'm happy you I listened. I had no intentions, but I knew it was going to come up. So I said, let me prepare myself because ain't no way cuz not going to talk about this. You're so, right. Um, being a fan of yours. For uh, CLB, um, I've come to the conclusion that Drake just don't make music for me. He don't. He don't make albums for me because I don't even feel like like I wouldn't fuck with most of the songs on there, but I can't say it's trash per se. It's just like, I, man, listen, I was out there like Ray for Austin at the Rucker with his album. You hear me? Skip. Skip. It just wasn't like I'm not even playing it all the way through because the vibe or the type of song I, I don't listen to stuff. I don't listen to songs like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to hear you one minute, you know, you certified lover boy. You know what I'm saying? You never cuddling, and then the next minute is come home. Why you outside? Come home. I know you was out there home, but come home. Yo, you need like, help. No, yeah. come, come <laughs> on, man. I can't <laughs> for me that don't do nothing. For me, that right. is, is more irksome than anything, but I get that it's a vibe that people like. These mm-hmm. days, the only John I really had a problem with was um, damn, I forgot the name of the song. I want to say it was in too deep where um, I felt like he ain't do enough on that uh, stay throat sample. You know, what yeah. I mean? you know me and my Houston roots. So the minute I heard the stay throat joint, I'm like, oh okay, I'm about to get right. into it. They ain't do shit with that sample. Um, Future went off on that verse. I don't think he did. Um, you know what I'm tired of? Him and Future on songs together. I'm gonna say that shit now. 
I'm tired of that <laughs> shit. Well, listen, well, like it, it's never going to end. It's never going to yeah. end, but I'm tired of it. Like, stop calling Future every time you do an album, bro. I could like, do without real. it myself because I'm not a big I could do without fan, it. But Future went off on that verse. He did. Um, but but I can do without him and Future. Like, I can. Like, I really can. The one time to be alive, two or three, he's going to kill you. Yeah, it's I'm going sure to fucking coming. murder me. It's coming. I'm sure it's that's coming. coming. It's coming. Um, it's coming. But yeah, no, uh, I'm trying to think that. The uh Ross and Wayne joint, I, I I'm here for abolishing Wayne versus. I I'm cool. If I never let hear another little Wayne verse in my life, I'm absolutely good. I'm absolutely good, man. Oh um, I just was complaining about his verse on Tyler the Creator's joint, man. Right. I didn't like that verse. So I I will say as a Wayne fan, I didn't feel like that belonged on there. I think that was like one of those, hey, yo, Wayne, you know, I fuck with you. You think you could hop on this shit? And Wayne was like, you know, I got you. And then like he just like hopped in the head. Right. right. That was like, because I'm still like, as a Wayne fan, Funeral is garbage to me. Like It is. That's a garbage-ass album from Wayne. It and I'm like, I'm the biggest Wayne it. fan ever. And I'm like, bro, like, except that stupid-ass song where everybody does the home shake too, but that, that's it. I'm like, bro, like, can we get back to the Carter Three vibes, please? Like, please, that's all I want. And that's so okay. So you where I'm at with it. It's not that I think Wayne was always trash, like how people say he is. Although he got away with a lot of shit, if we be honest. But I feel like Carter. Well, for me, I, I don't think Carter Three was bad, but I'm more of a Carter Two type of guy. But I think oh, you, you a black Air Force guy. sneaker wearing type of dude. That's why. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you I said Carter Two over Carter Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it it, it, hit, it hit better for me. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna say this: he's a, he's a lyrical guy. He's a lyrical guy. He's a lyrical. Yeah, he, he Black Forces type of guy. Carter three, Carter three was solid. Now, if you catch me in Black Forces, this is a totally different thing going on. This is furniture moving about to happen. We got to yeah. <laughs> somebody that did something. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so yeah, no, no. Um, I, I ain't feel his verse on there, but champagne poetry. That John bulletproof. Oh, that joint's bulletproof. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I hit that joint. Added that joint to the playlist before I got to my second listen. Right. That, yeah, that joint is that, the best joint on there. Yeah, yeah uh, like for, that's for me. That was just lyrical, sonic, whatever. Top to bottom. Was that, again, it. that was like one of the first joints on there. Uh, Champagne poetry. Hey, poetry on, off the Drake oh, album. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, off yeah. The Drake album. Joint yeah. hard. So oh, we gonna we gonna we gonna still talk music for a second, and we are gonna talk about this alien Drake release, uh, the Kanye. Oh, I know, I know you didn't uh, just like I, I wanted yeah. to do my two cents. Yeah, oh, damn, my it. bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you put yeah. your two cents. My bad. Go ahead. Oh, no, go no, no, you ahead. gotta let him go. You gotta let him go. Go ahead, host. Yeah, oh, my bad, host. First of all, I just want to say J Cole's album was better than both of their albums, personally. Yes. So <laughs> let's keep it a bean. Uh. <laughs> one, statistically, uh, I first of all, all them stupid album release parties or whatever that uh, that he was having or whatever this man like, was having, yeah. So like, we already got a taste of the album. So when the album came out, it wasn't really hot. I'm I almost turned the bitch off when he kept on saying Don da Don da Don da Don. Well, so do you know, do you know no, no do you know the story no. behind it? I know so, it's his mom's heartbeat, but bro, yes. I don't need to know that, bro. Like I'm trying to. But the to album, it. that's why the album is the album is for her bro, when bro. she. Okay, the heart, the heartbeat is when she died. So 
did there's symbolism behind why they did it that way. Like there's okay. can you symbolize yeah. the verse, please. Symbolize it was that. No, it's the intro. Right. It's the intro. So, Symbolizing the verse. <laughs> hey, so, bro. Hey, so, check this. So, so <laughs> artistically, though, artistically, Kanye, like, he proved the fact that he's not, like, from here because he's always thinking, like, five times ahead, even with that whole Donda thing, right? Like, okay, that makes sense. Like, everything he did was there for a reason, but ain't nobody really trying to hear. We trying to play songs that we go bump in the club or we just drinking brown liquor. So, like, like you said, the vibe. He's not for, dead no more. There's a few songs. It's, a, gos- it's a gospel it's a album. Song, it's a, it's a album. gospel Don't say album. That either. Don't say that either. He just mentioned God. It ain't no gospel album either. The person who grew up in church, I ain't, I'm tired of people trying that round. No, it's not a gospel album either. Don't you exactly. dare. Don't you so, dare. It's a few songs. Rap that album. Hear. Did you say Jesus? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was red. That was red. Just him over there. That wasn't me, Jesus. That wasn't me. That was him. It's a dark one. Acting it's up again. Not- <laughs> oh shoot! It's not a rap but, album either. It's not a rap album, so it ain't no, rap album. And it's a, so it's a Kanye album. It's, it's a Kanye, Kanye album. And then for CLB, like I like how you said it's not like it's the vibe. So Drake is now right. He's now what everybody wants to hear now. He's the rapper for yes. now. So like he's putting out DJ Khaled is not a rapper, but he has features with every rapper on his album, and that joint with the number one. So that goes to show you that all you need is a couple features in your album and you'll be successful, for real, for real. So with that being said, I, that's why I said I feel like Drake's album was better because it's made for the people of now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. If Kanye would have came with an album and it would went crazy, on, I don't need it. If I already heard part one, why the hell I'm listening to part two of the same damn song? That's the shit. Like, that's another thing that's a turn off, too. You have 20 some songs, but it really only need 12. Like, bro, like that's that was an issue. So it was a lot of stuff on the uh, on Kanye's album. I feel like artistically, like you have to be one of those like really deep thinkers, the vibe and everything to kind of get with it. But for real, for real, J. Cole killed him off real. All right. I still yeah. bought that whole album from Yeah, me too. I'm I'm still hey, listening to J. Cole. Hey, I tell but, everybody, Friday is the devil. Hey, let me tell. Whoa. Yeah, I was just hey. listening to that this morning at work That's trying to stay awake. Bro. I was, hey. that, that was that got me through the day today. So I was J. like, Cole That's album still. So I think like stuff like that. But yeah, man. So if I had to pick an album, I would say CLB just because like I am okay. kind of like this is like Kanye's more so. If I just want to sit around and have something playing around the house while I'm cleaning, not no no disrespect, but no. Like, you know, I don't I that's how I, that, that's actually how I listened to it the first time. I, I actually put it when I first downloaded it. I put it on and played it through the through the sound system because I wanted to hear the beats the right way. So right. I wanted to hear the, I wanted to hear the production the right way. Again, like both of their albums could be considered in, in my time. They would be considered or me and Cuz time double disc albums. So they was double disc CDs. So. That's the way I look at it. In this streaming era, it's 24 songs. So you're going to look at it as it's just one whole album. But back when I was 17, 18, that was a double disc. That was a pop CD. That was All Eyes yeah. on Me, two discs, you know, uh, Life After Death. Uh, no, after Ready death. to Die. Yeah. Ready to no, Die. Ready, ready to Die, die. yeah. No, Life yeah. After Death. Life After Death. No, it was right. It, life it, was death. Right. it was Life After Death, yeah. It was Life After Death. Life After Death, big, double disc CD. You got 20-something songs and... That was, you know, that's how that music was made. I get it. I didn't, again, I didn't like the part two. I like all the part twos of the songs because I like the features on the part twos. Mm-hmm. 
for each song, I like the features on the part twos on the on the Kanye album. So that's why I like the part twos. Like the okay, okay, the first one is hot, but part two I like even more because of the feature. Um, but can we talk about this alien? Like, can we really talk about this alien? Like, can we talk about this alien? Drake releases. So I'm I'm mad at Drake, but I'm also not mad at Drake for doing that. I'm grateful. I'm, so, so to me, so when I heard the story about how why Drake released it, why he did it, I found it even more funnier. So these niggas yeah. really do hate each other. So I've come to realize these niggas really hate each other because Drake was like Kanye sent him that track so Drake can write a so Drake can write a verse for it, but then decided no, no, he sent him the beat like yo, you can have this beat, you can use it for yourself. Make your own song. That's you. And then he does the song with three thousand, and it gets sent to him. And he's dissing Drake on the song. He was like, "So this bitch is playing in my face." He was like, "So this bitch really playing in my face," and that's why he put it out. And I thank him for it because we got to hear three stacks verse, which they said the reason why three stacks verse didn't make the, the what well, a song didn't make the album was because three stacks verse had cussing in it. And they didn't want cussing on the well, Kanye didn't want cussing on the album. And Three Stacks didn't know. He just wrote a verse talking to Kanye's mom because he could relate because his mom died. Mm-hmm. So it's Three Stacks verse is just cussing. Part of the verse, verse part is, of the verse really is like, like explicit. Yeah, it's real <laughs> explicit. Like talking about having sex in church. Hey, hey, hey the great part is, right? Hey, so. <laughs> Probably going to hell. I'm probably going to hell. Hey, so remember, like, hey, so I told y'all, like, I used to mess with this girl in church. Right. right. We hey, all been so, there. Hey, so I was hey, like, yo, that's crazy. Yo, that was incriminating me. So, yo, when I heard that, I was like, I went right back to my childhood, like, oh, shit, I'm going to hell. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's wild. But nah, Dude. I will say for a lot of, once again, this has come from the people like my age or whatever that have, didn't really appreciate Andre 3K like that. He's an alien, yo. Like, bro, that way, that, it's crazy because like, I didn't feel, I still didn't feel like he got the type of like shares and stuff like he deserved. <laughs> now, I see it from like a lot of celebrities, right? I seen it from people that, no offense, y'all generation or whatever, but I didn't see it from mom. Like, bro, yo, y'all really slept on Andre 3K like that. Like, and I think for me, because like, and I, I hated it. I hated it. I seen a post and I think I deleted this little chick off of Facebook. Bro. <laughs> Because, hey, she pissed me off, bro. I, I was already doped up because I was on my medicine and all that, right? She going to talk about the only song that Andre 3000 did was Sorry, Miss Jackson or whatever or something she like that. She don't know no She don't know no hey, hey, No, I don't got the fuck. She can know by herself because she deleted it. Lord help but she don't know no better. Like, she she don't know bro, no I'm like, yo, I'm like, the crazy part is like, I had to make sure she was at the right age before I deleted her. <laughs> we ain't got nothing else to talk about. Like, yeah, you. Know, <laughs> I was like, bro, you didn't know about Outcast, and then like she messed it up on a comment, bro. I promise you, she was like the first time she ever seen Big Boy was in ATL. Bro, you gotta go. Oh yeah, you, you gotta, gotta go. go. You gotta go that way. I, go. I, that way. Can't be, I can't be Wait, associated we, with you, bro. No, we. Yeah, you got to go that way. That way. But I, 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 for me, as a, like a 
like I always like my dream was like let me get one like outcast one or more outcast album like that's always been my thing yeah, so, like, yeah. that's everybody me personally everybody. it was like yo I appreciate you <laughs> <laughs> listen when I heard it I was like Kanye I'm happy you didn't put this on the album because nigga he destroyed you like he made you listen I didn't even need to hear your verse I listened to it, but I didn't need to hear your verse. Like, at all. Like, I didn't need to hear nothing you said. Like, three stacks. I understand why you came up with an excuse not to put this on the album. Because that shit made you look horrible. You are dissing people, taking shots. And people love to hear that. People love love when you start naming names. Like, you know, know, uh, uh, Drake and Virgil and Sahai and Whoever else he wanted to name on his verse. Yeah. All that ain't measure up to this man talking about he was getting it from the girl who helped him with his homework while his mama was at church. Like. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, alien. Nigga. That dude is something else, man. He only give you verses every once in a while. Like, he don't even give you. He don't even come out like that. Like features. he give you a verse. Yeah, he, just do he give you a he give you a quick feature. He give you a good sixteen to twenty four. And Jeez, man, listen, and he show why he should be in that top five conversation. If but people he also don't show really why he's not in the top five top conversation. five conversation, right? Because he don't come out. <laughs> right, he like, won't he, give he us a whole album. Right, he won't give us a whole album of it. That's going on. Yeah, That's, man. I, um, I just want one Andre. Album. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he like Lauren Hill. Like, I, I want an album. Like, I want another album. Like, I want another L Boogie album. Like, the miseducation, the miseducation, the miseducation of Lauren Hill was probably one of the best albums ever. That's that an probably- album legit. And I think because I'm biased, because my mom used to play at her Pontiac at Bonneville when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, Pontiac Bonneville. Bro. 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 Take it back. <laughs> Hey, so hey, that's the one we used to have that TV player. They had a little string come out, put the tape into that bad boy. Yeah, real quick. man. But we—that's the one. That's the first album I remember listening to every song. That was a, my first album, and I was like, so for me, I was hyped when she got on Nas's joint or whatever, and she spit that little bit for Nas or whatever on his album. Side note: Not hey, Nas' album was pretty pretty interesting. It didn't. It, was do, I, I, it didn't do what I thought it would. It was interesting. For Nas, it did for me. Yeah, yeah. For Nas, for me, for Nas, it, it was a good album. Like I think that's how it is. Sometimes, like sometimes I kind of qualify it by like the person it is. Like it's uh, not like overall like oh that joint was crazy, but it's like it's that artist. Nah. So yeah, it's that, that artist there, and especially after following that Kanye album that he that album he did with Kanye, this was a way better album. Like this was a way better yeah. album. Oh yeah, absolutely. way better. Hit boy, hit boy did his thing on this album. Like I I, I like Hit Boy a lot. Hit Boy on the production is is definitely for the win. Um, before we get into our main topic, I had one thing I wanted to make sure we uh, we definitely do a rest in peace to Michael K. Williams um, from the Wire. Omar, Omar, Omar. Man, we lost Omar um, one of the one of the a supreme, a supreme talent, man, a supreme talent. Absolutely. I I hey. really hate I really hate this social media culture sometimes. Um. When Can I people say fuck die, 50 cent real quick. Fuck fifty, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck fifty. You were yeah. roached for that shit, yo. Yeah, the shit he did that was that was nutty. Hey, Paris, you were roached for that. 
You want to explain? You you want to explain it because you got more hostility about that. So you can explain. Yeah, you know, like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, explain, um, explain it to him. Um, so y'all know 50. Like, he, he called himself being a troll. He always got to find a way to make himself relevant and be in somebody's business. So he took this opportunity where, you know, Michael K. Williams died, right? And then said, related it to uh, watching Canaan. I mean, raising Canaan. Yeah. Yeah, if y'all watching my show, y'all know that fentanyl is crazy. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, on the, on the latest episode on raising Canaan, everybody's dying off of fentanyl. Yo, that's crazy because it's that. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, yeah. I, I, yo. Yeah, if you was doing if it was if it was that him and Ja Rule shit, I'd have chalked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I understand you got beef with the nigga. It's not just wax, it's real stuff. Y'all really almost took each other lives. You know what I mean? Violence really happened behind that. Right. So I think it's petty and I would think it's small of him, but at least I'd get where it came from. This man ain't never did nothing to you. Right. right. He ain't never had nothing negative to say to him while he was alive. Right. Exactly. How would you exactly. play on his death like that? So, so touching on social media again, like I hate social media culture a lot of times. Even though I'm big on social media, I hate the culture of it, especially when it comes to death. Like to find out that Michael K. Williams' son gets off an airplane and the first thing he sees when he signs onto his social media is that his dad died and he couldn't get a phone call before that information got put out is fucking horrible. It is fucking horrible. Like Uh, Z Nation, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, I don't think it's that bad, personally. Um, okay, I mean that, that's that's you know that's that's a personal thing. The reason I, why I say that, and I want you to say, please explain. So, yeah, yeah, I got you. So, <laughs> right. like, so like legit for me personally, like it's real hard if you think a celebrity is celebrity's kids. I think Cat Williams said at one time in the interview that his kids. There's not a picture of his kids on the internet. You ain't heard nothing about his kids. He got like right. six, seven of them. Right. That's an accomplishment. Right. Usually if you're a celebrity, you sign on to any everything like TMZ. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's what comes with it. Right. So like for him to find out anything with it, his dad could have been in 2K, which he was. His dad could mm-hmm. be like in 2K. You're going to find out. Oh, snap. Like my dad's in 2K. All right, cool. So everything that comes out of it being a, like a celeb kid, Shaq's got seven, eight kids, bro. You don't think yeah. every time his dad slides into some good girl DMs or went goes crazy about Ben Simmons or whatever, his kids not seeing the shit pop up. Like, so like as a celebs kid, whatever, I kind of get like that's like you kind of sign up for it's the life you sign up for. It's sad. That's sad, yeah. Because like coming from a day, you know, back in y'all when y'all had like the black and white TVs and stuff, like Come y'all that had yo. Yo, I, I was making shit out you. Come on, yo. You disrespectful motherfucker, boy. You're only 10 years younger than this. God damn, dog. Not a whole decade. Nah, oh, not a decade, man. Hey, but nah, so like, I'm serious. Like, you know, growing up, like, even my age, like, I had a Nokia, right? That was it. And that, and we thought that was a dinosaur, you know what I'm saying? So, like, growing up, like, as the social media evolved with these celebrities' kids, like, I feel for them, but it's like the life you signed up for. Like I said, I feel like, if Cat Williams, of all people, can shield your kids, I feel like they can do a better way of shielding your kids from it. I have a closer knit. Well, no, so but like that's the life you sign on for, and not your kids. That's not, not the life your family signed so, on for. So, uh, so that's, that's the point I'm making. So, like, 
Cat Williams understood that, right? And like I said, we ain't. I ain't. Who is Cat Williams' kid? Like, well, well like, like even, but so how that information came out was because his son jumped on social media, killing social media. Like he yeah. didn't go to, he didn't go to a report. He wrote it on his page, like, yo, what? How the fuck do I find out my dad died on here? Like that was his right. somebody should have gave him a call. Like he didn't get a phone call. He gets off a plane. You like talk to the family, then that listen. That's what, but that's what. But that's no the problem. But somebody in his family never even they like didn't the get a call. Media, yeah, instead of going to him. TMZ. Uh, okay, okay. So now, TMZ that's so, got that's it. I'm saying, but that's not. I'm gonna say that's more so on the family than that's not right, on but, social media. But that's what we mean but by the social media, social media culture. Media culture. So uh, everybody wants to be first and drop shit on, you know. So drop and what, uh, and what happened was he mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. walked off the plane, turned his phone on, and instead of his phone blowing up from text messages, he's getting blown up with mentions like, "Yo, your pop died. You sure? Yo, can you check to see if your pop is okay?" Like that's the shit he got. That's sick. I'm about to say, can you imagine being Vanessa Bryant, nigga? Nigga, cause that's what I was. Shit. That's what I was at. Imagine, uh, imagine being. Hold, listen. Yeah, imagine being Rick Fox family, and you sitting there oh, with nah, Rick Fox, bro, and they bro. talk about he dead. Bro, that was the one for me, cause I was, I was like, not nah, Rick Fox, bro. Like, <laughs> I was like Rick. No, right. Oh man. So yeah, man. So rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, man. A hell of an actor. Yeah, yeah, you know his he's he's had so many great roles. He was like y'all said he was on Two K. He was on The Wire. Shout out to Archie. Yeah, shout out to the, the agent. Pick him as my agent. I, I did, did pick him on one of my careers. I picked him as my agent. The other <laughs> one, I picked the white lady. I had to go with the white lady the second time. <laughs> I ain't too proud to say I that. Ain't but you know. what he said Archie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot his name was Archie though. That's a yeah. Oh, um. But, Do y'all yeah. want to talk about this upcoming versus battle, or y'all want to skip that? Like we can, we I don't really have too much Was to it? say about it. It's uh Ja Rule and Fat Joe. Like we can skip that if y'all want. I'm, like, I'm cool. Okay, we cool. Let's move moving right along. We are gonna jump into our main topic today. Uh, topic of this episode is Black Fathers and Black Husbands Matter. Reason why we got you on the show today, cause you are a husband and a father, like the both of us. So we gonna we gonna have a round table about about being being both, like you know, and it was supposed to be a couple more other guests on here. I guess they work schedules wouldn't allow it. I'm happy he was able to join us because this would have been just me and him talking, and our opinions is always almost the same on on these topics. But so the first the first um topic is I mean the first question is what's the hardest part about raising your kids in today's time? Um, the hardest part about raising my kids in today's time is that, um, is the inner city. I'll be honest. It's okay. the inner city right now. Um, the fact that, you know I mean, you used to live in the same exact neighborhood I lived in. Right. 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 So we live across you, street from each other. you know how it is. Literally. Right. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um, so not everybody raising their kids. Right. And not everybody, in my opinion, is even really raising their kids. So, whereas, you know, I would love to have my son outside running out in front of the crib, like, I can't let him play with some of these kids because these parents is not watching their kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? You you can yell at them and cuss at them when it's time to come inside, but 
you ain't realize how many sticks, bricks, knives, pieces of glass, um, bullet casings, or whatever it is they picking up outside and playing with and flinging around. Like y'all, y'all not paying attention. Like I remember, I, I, I remember about maybe a year or so ago, he picks up this big ass branch and he's just swinging that joint, swinging that joint, swinging that joint. It's not till I pull up and I tell him, "Yo, chill," because you can hit a car. That he finally puts it down. Where's his parents at? His mom inside. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. Because I can hear her stupid ass. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So you sent your kid outside to go play while you get piped. Meanwhile, if he breaks the wrong person window, you don't get your kid back. Right. Meanwhile, Johnny Freak Body, because people snatch kids left and right, could have been walking your kid around the corner for you to never see them again. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while all these random killings and shootings is happening, you'd have been the first person on the what happened to my baby? Not my baby. They shot my baby. You was upstairs getting blasted. What are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> well said. Well said, sir. Well said. Well said, so, sir. I think it's just I think it's just the, the fact that people's standards as far as family is, is so low that unfortunately it impacts how things is gonna be with my kids. So now I gotta be the snooty uppity person. Oh, I could only go over in this place, or I'm gonna go to the park. I gotta go drive, you know, 45 minutes over this way to make sure my kid can go run around and do whatever. And with my working two jobs, that gets a lot more difficult to do. Right. Right. When I live, I live within 10 minutes of two parks, no, five minutes of one. Right. And 10 minutes of another. Right. And don't they got that little play area in the back of where you live at too? Or they tore that joint down? Uh, I, I ain't count that shit. That's the, the boy. Uh, okay. That's yeah, section you know, that's, eight world. That's section <laughs> eight world. <laughs> that's section eight world, bro. That's the yeah. section eight version of Disney world. Um, yeah. He is not going to fuck back there because no, 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 no. No. Okay. You want to go next? Smoking. So for me personally, uh, mine's a little different dynamic uh, because we're mobile. Uh, Let's put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But so my kids actually live a pretty sheltered life compared to a lot of their kids, um, their cousins or whatever. So for me, it's just like just giving them constant reminders that they're black. I know that might sound weird, Mm. but. It's like reminding the black. So uh, my two uh, stepkids, they are have their Hispanic or whatever, and they're black. But like they grew up within California, which is known for the Hispanic Mexican roots or whatever, right? So like they don't really know that they black. If that makes any sense, they come no. to like, the army side, or whatever, going to army schools. They got these uh, beautiful Caucasian little girls with the long hair. And it's like all of a sudden, Samantha, who has curly long hair, wants her hair straightened to look like her friend. Because I think that's what that's what right looks like. And I had to explain to her, like, no, like your hair is beautiful, like it is the way it is. This is the way, mm-hmm. this is the way your hair is, this and the third. <clears throat> Matthew is just another, like, I want him to <clears throat> grow up the way I did, kind of. Uh, I don't want him to grow too rough like I did, like. 
I had older brothers and OGs and they're on every corner and all that good stuff. So that lifestyle I don't want, but I don't want him to come home to my peoples and actually, you know, he's getting beat up and stuff, right? So I, I don't I don't need that either. But I want him to be street smart in a sense too. But I can't do that here either. But also like, hey, like uh friends put it like this. Matthew had an incident in school and uh Twaz was like, Hey, look, and you're black, so you gotta remember, like when you go into school, you're black and they got it out for you. This is not that whoa, 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 time out flag or play. I don't want him to go in there and have to off rip, like, hey, because I'm black, I have a target on my back. I don't want you to grow up like that. But at the same time, I do want you to know that you're black and you're a standard you have to reach and you have to stay at this standard and above above the standard, I should say. So, like, for me, my biggest challenge is like to implement the black roots and why we do certain things. Why do you always make fried chicken? Why do you do this? Why do we do this? What like little uh stereotypes that I actually live by. Why do we do it like it could be black? Why why don't you uh I don't know why don't you go through this neighborhood? Why do you do that? Like when I go home, why do I just like hey nah I'm going from this point to this point? Am I going over here? Well I want to explain to them why I do certain things or whatever. And I don't want the, I don't want them to look like later in the line, like being black is a bad thing. So I think that's been the thing. I think we got to the point as parents that we try to unblack our kids to the fullest extent of the law. Right. Uh, so I think that that like especially being on an army base now or air force base, a military base, uh, I see like I, I'm trying to get my kids to not fit in with the rest of the kids. If y'all catch my drift, mm-hmm. uh, I want them to stand out. And so I don't want them to be like, hey, and, and they don't see themselves a lot. So like we've been pushing, like hanging out with the other kids that look like us or whatever. So because they, they've been hanging out with uh, different kids and it's like, yo, like that's cool and all, but I don't want y'all to get to, one day when you go to a public high school and you don't know what the heck is going on, you need right. to get past some people that act like you, talk like you, or whatever. So that's been my thing because we move a lot. We're just trying to find a community that is us. And so, like right now, we've had we found it. So, like, thank God, in Europe of all places, we found a black community. Um, but I think that's probably been my biggest challenge. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I have a daughter, so I think that was probably my boys are for me easy. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I had no issues with them because, like, hey, whether you like it or not, you could be raised in my image. Okay, so like the way I move, the way I talk, the way hey, but for girls, it's a little bit different, and I'm learning as I go. So I think like even though I feel like Samantha's gonna be the athlete of the family, but I feel like with girls, it's like a lot of the stuff that. How I treated girls or whatever. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of lessons I learned or whatever. And I'm trying to like prepare her for or whatever. And just trying to give her that assurance on a day to day or whatever. Like your black is beautiful type vibes every day or whatever. That's always been my thing. And be proud of who you are. Be confident. That's been my biggest challenge so far. Uh, where do I start on this topic? Uh, I guess I'll start with the fucking boys, I guess. Um, it's hard, man. Like, being yeah. a dad, this shit, this shit hard. 
This shit hard as shit. I ain't gonna lie, this shit hard as shit. This shit ain't easy. Uh, being a dad with teenage boys, this shit is different. This shit different, especially now. Like, you know, like I look back, I look back on my own childhood and how I was raised. And I try to use a lot of the tactics, a lot of the things that my dad used with me. I try to use with them, but it's really hard to raise two teenage boys in this day and age. Like. Especially when, you know, I coach basketball, my cousin coach basketball, you even coach to an extent, like, and in Philly right now, like, my son has buried at least four of his friends that he all played basketball with. That's the hardest conversation to have right now. Mm. Like, that is the hardest conversation to have with a kid who wants to run the street and be like his friends and be out there. And he can't because his dad is just like, no, B, it ain't safe. Like these streets ain't safe and they don't like, they don't let you. They don't let you like your family do. So, you know, like for me, it's interesting. Like I, I always look, I look at my sons and I see who they are as, as people. Like they, my sons are night and day. Like, they might have the same, they might have similar hairstyles, but that's where and that's where they stop. That's literally where they stop. Like they are fucking night and day. One is a super athlete. Like he might, he might be the best athlete out of all the kids. I think the fucking baby's gonna be the best athlete though. Cause she's taking hold of the basketball. Like this shit is like it's the end of the world. So I think she's gonna be the best one, but as far as the middle kid goes, like all he cares about is football and basketball. That's it. He just want to play football, basketball, go work out. He got a couple girls he like, but other than that, he's he's pretty much locked in on what he's locked on, and he loves music. Those is his things. His friends is his friends. Like his little group of friends around here, they run around, they get into dumb shit, but it ain't no dumb shit where somebody gonna lose their life. Mm-hmm. You know, like they beefing with other kids. And that's just normal kid shit. But my older son, listen, I be, I be worried every time that boy walk out the door. I be scared he might not come back in the door. And he not hanging around that group of people. But you could be in that area and it just happens. Like where he lives at, anything is possible. It don't even have to be your friends. You could be standing there talking to somebody that you know who living that, that life that you ain't living. And because you're standing there, you end up getting shot because he was getting shot at. So, you know, like, I always tell my son, nigga, you ain't a goon. You ain't a thug. Like, you ain't none of that. Like, you ain't never been that. You wasn't even raised that way. Like, do we love girls? Yeah, he's 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 infatuated with girls. Like, that shit, girls got him fucking back on honor roll. Because I told him girls don't like stupid boys. That nigga started going to school and doing his work. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, so, Makes sense. you know, you know, like, so raising boys, I feel like raising boys is so tough right now. Like, raising girls, I mean, that's a whole different conversation, man. Like, that shit's, listen, I learned so much from the oldest kid about raising girls. Like, she is so talented and so smart. Like, I strive for the baby to be that way. Because how she is, like, and I didn't get to raise her, so I, I came into her life late. So I came into her life when she was, like, 14. Yeah, 
because she she's turned 20. So yes, I came out of life when she was 14. So, you know, watching her grow through the teenage years, I learned so much from her. Like she taught me so much about being a father and being being there and how to deal with situations when dealing with your kids. Um, the baby's probably gonna catch it the worst out of everybody though. Just because I have so much, I've learned so much about being a father now from mm. the other three that she's probably going to have the hardest time growing up with me. Cause I'm just going to be so tough about like how she interacts with people, how she hangs out and all that stuff. Like I, I'm really not, I just see times getting worse before they get better. So for me, it's kind of like, it's hard to say how easy I'm going to be on her growing up. Um, but yeah, man, being a dad is it's not an easy job, man. Shit, it's not an easy job at all. Nope. And I'm still learning, still learning every day, man. I learn every day something new about being a dad, man. So, um, did you have a question, Jamar, or, or you just want me to go? Did you have any questions? Uh, I have one. I have just one. Uh, okay. Uh, go ahead with the, I'll ask the next question you have on the list. Uh, so, okay. What's the hardest thing about being a husband? Let me go first. I can go first. Hey, nah. So I'm, I'm gonna say I'll start. Um, okay. For, uh, for me, it was one trying to adjust, adjust from living in a barracks for seven, eight years to living in a, in a house together. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, it was learning your significant other. So like it was different when we we're dating or whatever, cool. But like, like what makes her tick? What gets her? What's her pet peeves? All that. That was a slow process. Mm-hmm. Like because we're two alphas, it's like yo, we weren't at one point. We just yell at each other all the time or whatever. We just say this or we just say that, and we weren't listening. So when we finally started listening, we were damn near saying the same thing. Right. And I think that was like, but as far as the hardest thing, I don't really see anything hard about being a husband because I already know what I signed up for. The mm-hmm. hardest thing is keeping up with what I signed up for, my vows from the initial or whatever, keeping everything afresh. That might be a little, get a little difficult. I mean, I'm only three years in. So me personally, I don't see nothing hard just yet. Uh, right. the challenge for me as far as being a husband, I think the hardest so far has been balancing the military life with my like house, my family. Because everybody knows that knows who I work with. It's God, family, then the army. That's how I operate. Um, so my family always comes before the army. It's just that like for me, I always see myself as like I'm, growing up, I was like going to be that nine to five grown like Dad, I'll be home taking the soccer games and all that corny stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when I was at Irwin, uh, I was gone a lot. Like, I, used to, I was gone. Like, shoot, when me and uh, Tyler Dayton, I was deployed. Came right. back, and then, like, my work schedule, I worked 12 to 15-hour days or whatever. Like, I was always like, out the loop or whatever. So, um as much as like I wanted to be home, like here I feel like I'm at home a whole lot more. Uh, I could do a lot of stuff with the kids and with her, but I feel like 
for me is just like as a being in the military it's just like kind of making sure that my military life doesn't affect my family right and i feel like that's probably the hardest thing so far but as far as like being a husband right now like i feel like it's whatever you did to get her you keep on doing it and i know it's easier said than done absolutely but at the same time i feel like we as husbands i feel like sometimes honestly like we just gotta take a sit back because like I know me. I'm a proud dude. I'm not going to admit what I'm wrong. I'll be damned, okay, if I admit what I'm wrong, okay? I'll tell my mama that I, I, I messed up before I tell her that I messed up. I might let right. you, I might give you the time of day. That's just me. Um, right. So, uh, for me, I always got to have the last word. I always got to win the argument, okay? Um, that's just, like I said, that's just me or whatever. I'm petty, so uh, so... Like for me, it's just like all oh, those time when we really getting into something or whatever. I think for me, it's just like I want to talk about it, let's come to a conclusion and let's be done with it. I don't want to bring it up four weeks later. Like, hey, so you remember that when we were talking about? Nah, I don't want to hear it. We already had right. that time or whatever. So, as far as being hard though, the hardest thing I think is just probably saying all that communication. I think the hardest thing is communicating. Dang, took my answer. Um, for me, hardest thing, you know, I've been married three years. This is my second marriage. And my second time being married for three years. Ooh, not going to talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, hardest thing, the hardest thing in this marriage, because my first marriage, um, sorry to say it wasn't what it was supposed to be at all. Um, the hardest thing for me in this marriage is communication. It's definitely communication and being open and honest with things. Um, I'm, I, I've never, I've always, I've never been transparent in that, in that way. And I think that's been the biggest hangup in my marriage is that I haven't been as fully transparent with my partner as I should have been. And I'm learning that now. So, you know, I got a lot of work to do on that. And I got a lot to learn in that in that conversation. Um, but I never thought marriage was hard. I thought it was it was just work. And it's something that you got to keep working at and continue to work at. And like, I do agree with you, what you said, you got to do what you did to get her to keep her. You got to do the same things like you got to keep doing the same things. And I know sometimes we get comfortable, sometimes we get complacent. And we stop doing the little things that we did and we forget about the little things. And you should never forget about the little things. Like I'm the biggest one who always says, uh, always remember to treat your, uh, to still date your wife. And maybe I might've forgot that somewhere down the line recently, but I ain't forgetting any goddamn more. I'll tell you that goddamn much. Um, but I think marriage is a beautiful thing. Like I don't, I don't hate it. I know if if I wasn't to be married, I probably wouldn't get married again. I like it for for people. I like it for myself too. Don't get me wrong, but I know I wouldn't want to be married to no one else if I didn't. If I wasn't married to her, I can say that. Like that's who I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like I don't want. I don't see myself with anybody else. Um, 
But I think marriage is just work and you got to work at it. Like, and you got to want to work at it too and consistently work at it. Like you can't take a day off for real, for real, even when you want to. So, and I think I'm learning that now when I didn't, like I would say it, but I didn't really believe in it as much as I believe in it right now. Cause you, um, you know, you're the eldest statesman here on this marriage thing. We both only been married three years. You've been married. Which makes year 14. I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, say, yeah, you at year 14, so give us some wisdom here. Get a young Uh buck some wisdom. I like how y'all said marriage ain't hard, because it's hard for me. I ain't gonna lie to you. We've we've had many of conversations with a a nice, cool drink in our hand. Indeed. (laughs) Um, That that shit get hard. And I think for me, Two of the hardest things, we, like you mentioned, communication, I think is definitely the downfall of any marriage that goes left. It's definitely communication. Um, but I think for me, where things got kind of hard, um, I ain't going to really say ego, but I'll say that uh, understanding her point of view with certain things that just like wasn't the end of the world to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, but everything cool. We still cool. We still got, you know what I mean? Like, why are you fidgeting about this one thing? But it's like, I had to realize that it's probably never going to matter to me, but because it matters to her enough to make us think about it, just go ahead and handle it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like to say happy spouse, happy house. I know everybody be happy wife, happy life, but I, I happy spouse, happy spouse, happy house. Because when you neglect to be happy in your own marriage, you resent making that other person happy. They happy as hell. You doing all the things to keep them happy and they fine. And they don't even know why now you sitting there looking at them like, can you give me a cup of water, babe? I mean, she happy because you brought her the water. Oh, tell me, I wish she would get up and get her own goddamn water. Because you know what I'm saying? Now, now you because you didn't take time to be happy or say what you needed her to do, you expect her to know. Like that's back to communication. So I ain't gonna get too mm-hmm. much into that. But um, I think the other thing is learning to love the person when they change. Um, like y'all were saying, you know, what you did to get her is how you keep her. That's to a certain extent, because what happens when she's not who you got? She's not the person who you got at the beginning. Mm. and yeah we prepare for that physically as men we always be prepared for that physically you know what i mean you know she may or may gain weight her hair is gonna change you know what i mean she if, if you met her and she was like a, a supermodel 10 if you stay with her she's not gonna be a supermodel 10 she's gonna be your 10 but you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so as men as growing mature men we prepare for that we don't be prepared for the mental or emotional changes that might happen um, with them or even with us. Right. I think that's that's what presented uh, some difficulties in my marriage, like some things that we both went through um, that literally changed our personalities and some of our wants and some of our priorities in ways that it's like, well, damn, I didn't sign on to get married to you. You, was, you, was, you felt that way about this, you know what I mean, three years ago. Now, all of a sudden, you're a complete opposite? Damn, how am I going to deal with that? Because right. when you felt that way, we was on the same page. Right. Now we're not on the same page. 
how do we work from here? You know, when I married y'all, you was in the Christmas. You was, you know, you was my little reindeer. Now you're the Grinch. How are we going to work this out? And it's, you know, knowing where you make your compromises and concessions and acceptance. And I feel like, and I'm, I'm not trying to get too deep in the soapbox, but I feel like people think that compromise and acceptance is the same thing. It's They're not. not. Boy, 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 you better preach. It's not. Boy, you better. Um, sometimes we just do accept things about our spouse. They accept certain things about us because it's not going to change. It's not going to be modified. You could go to therapy and it's just who you are at the end of the day. Right. But it's not the end of the world. That person just has to learn to accept it. But then there's certain things where, yeah, no, this is a problem. You have this flaw. Maybe you should go to therapy, go see somebody because you can't get it done on your own. You're not understanding it when she says it to you or he says it to you. You need an outside opinion to help you see where you're wrong at mm -hmm. and how to modify yourself. That is your, and that person understanding that you're seeking help and trying to get better that's their compromise is going to be not flipping out every time you did the wrong thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you were a person who in your marriage, who's not great with money, her understanding that you're trying to, you know, you're taking these financial courses or you're reading books about finance, you know, you buddied up to an accountant, something to help elevate your issue. I mean, to, to better yourself and, and eliminate your issue. She's not going to get mad because, oh, well, you went out and bought this. She's going to be like, all right, didn't like that, but I see you working. I see you getting better. Okay, just, you know, talk to me next time before you, so I can remind you. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's where a compromise comes in. Compromise is when two people, you know what I mean, come to the table and try to figure out how they can handle the issue. Acceptance is just like, that's the issue. It is what it is. So uh, I had to get that out the way because I had a, friend, a conversation with a friend about that earlier about uh, about marriage. And she was like, oh, well, you know, where does compromise come in? And I'm like, listen, there's certain things I ain't finna compromise. Right. right. And I'm not finna accept it either. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to kind of, as they always say, pick your battles. But um, I definitely think that once a person changes from who you thought you was in love with, learning to love that version of the person is where it gets hard. Because I could say, I know I'm not the person that my wife married. I already know it. Um, my grandma passed and that changed me for a solid three years. A solid three years. I just walked around with a dark cloud over my head. And that is the complete antithesis to the man my wife married. I was always mm -hmm. able to find the bright side. I was always able to find out how things work. I was a people person. I ain't been a people person since. So, you know what I'm saying? That had to be asking her a lot to learn to deal with that version. And I'm right. sure she didn't like me sometimes. Like learning how to still love your, your, your significant other when you don't like them, not like don't like what they did. No, I don't like you. Right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Who you are is bothering the fuck out of me. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. learning to love that version of your significant other, I think that's where, where it gets hard.
but it's absolutely rewarding when you get it right. I, I have to say that. It's like, I, I don't know who's in the video games and who's not, but it's like getting past that boss that you thought you couldn't beat. You finally got to the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how many more games they made after this. You're going to play it because you felt like you beat this one, so you're confident. So when you get over that issue, that big, tall issue, whatever it is, you're confident that the next issue that comes along, you'll be able to get through it. And usually that's how it goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you're willing to put in the work now because you saw it was a success. Yes, it was a labor of love, but you got to where you wanted to get to. Y'all back to peace. Y'all back to understanding. Y'all communication getting cleaned up. Even like I said, with the new person, you're learning to love the new person. So you're learning new ways to love that person. It's not just what you did to get her. You're learning new ways to love her because she's a new person. Right. And I also, also wanted to say too, like I talked to Reggie before, like offline about uh, the foundation. So like, for instance, like me and Twyla, we know each other our whole life. So our parents know each other, like we grew up together. So like us dating was like a formality, if that makes any sense. Like we kind of just kind of get to know each other on a different level yeah, now. Yeah, we got you. So like, we got you. Man. We now, like you said, I like how you come up repeating too mature this and too mature that. Because at the end of the day, like, I feel like when you're about to get married, it's more so like nowadays what I've seen is like people get married, they just do it, especially in the military. Good guy. People just get married just because it's Tuesday, right? They don't think about the dynamic. They get married for the check. They get married to get out the barracks. Let's be, let's give it a bean. That okay, too. The check, the barracks, all that. But ain't no, ain't no money, bro. To get, where the check at? I needed that. Oh, I, well, you on deploy? Where you deployed? <laughs> where you deployed? Where you deployed? It's a check. It's a check. Oh yeah, it's bad. What you it's mean? a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much of my business out here at one point in time, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the, chair, but the bag, but the bag, oh, excuse me, but the bag, oh man, is the bag. Hey. Understand, oh, the man. bag. Is the bag. I ain't gonna lie, the little, little child test credits, boy, that's the bag right now. I, that's I the bag, too. I appreciate all three of them on the 15, boy. Listen. Hey, but not, but not a foundation for me, though, for real life. Because I said, every problem, everything, we can always come back to the root of it, discuss it. And like he said, once you get it, that's why I said, like, I feel like me and Twilight can go through damn near anything. I mean, there is some things that we just off rip, we, we talked about. There's just right. a big no go. Like it's not happening. We ain't coming back from this. This is where we draw the line. It's gonna take a, a hand of God to, to, to fix this situation. But about everything else, though, I feel like we could come back and be like, hey, yo, this is what this is. We're not doing this no more. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. fix it. Like, we always can come back to that. But because we one know know each other or whatever, and like he said, once you get it right, everything else kind of flows. All right, boom, like. I tell mm-hmm. you, I'm not the greatest with money because I was in this place. If I wanted something, I'll just go out and buy it. Now right. I got a wife and three kids. I can't just go out and buy it. I make not sure what I want. Right. Everybody else is good first. And then I, if I have enough, then I go out and buy it. That was things mm-hmm. I had to learn or whatever. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely ain't the same Jamar three years ago. I'll tell you that much. No, I, I definitely yeah. 
So like, oh, you're not. You're definitely not. You're definitely not. I'm not saying if you're. And that's another thing. If you're not trying to better yourself in a marriage or whatever, like try to make a better the, version of you, even you're you failing. Bad, slow, never. Because like I feel like you didn't like. Yeah, you married because they look good, but it's, I'm pretty sure you didn't marry just because they look. If you did, you might want to go back to the drawing board, buddy, or go to, down the legal real quick because I'm pretty sure that's not that's not going to work for too long. If you marry somebody just off of looks, because yeah, no, there's, some, there's some people in high school I could have married. Oh, thank God I did, boy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I definitely. And your, um, and your mic is muted. Yeah, your mic muted. I, I definitely have sex because there's a lot of people out here in sexmatized marriages. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, them too. Yeah. Man, you know, dickmatized or that gawk yeah. gawk got you not going to yeah. leave. The gawk gawk. He said a gawk oh, gawk got you. <laughs> yeah, he said it right. <laughs> Oh shoot! So people, yeah. if they honest, that's why they still there because they don't I mean, want that person fucking somebody else. I definitely mm-hmm. say, I definitely say, I got a lot of work to do on myself. But you know, marriage is a beautiful thing, man. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing when it's when it's, it's a trap. Right. Get out, run! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what okay. you know? Uh, okay, no, he's absolutely okay. Right. Well, you uh. When it's right, if you feel that beautiful. way. You're doing it wrong. That's all. Yeah, like it, when it's right, it's beautiful. When it's wrong, whoo! Lord Jesus Christ, oh Lord, when it's wrong, Lord Jesus, help you. And if you really love that person, too, when it's wrong, oh shit, Lord, help you. That's when it's Pray- sad. Oh shit, that's boy. Sad. Listen, that's, that's when, when you mu- That's when you feel like your motherfucking life about to end. God damn it! Like, oh really? Lord. Oh Lord, help you, baby Jesus. That's when you need a hug, man. You need something, shit. A fucking bottle of fucking something. God damn. Ah. <laughs> but mm. you know, love is you know, marriage is a beautiful thing, though. It is. It's definitely beautiful. Um, you got to study, and like y'all said, you got to put in the work. Even man, in the good, benefits when you put in the work, man. The right. benefits, though. Good, good and bad times. And I want you. I want to. I'm gonna clear something up. I'm not saying. I know you, you hurt. I'm not saying that marriage is hard. I just personally feel like I got mine right. So okay, I, I, I like that. I, so, I like that too. Person, oh, so that's why shit. I always tell people. That's why like, people ask me like, "Oh, is marriage hard?" I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good over here. Like, that's that one. Tell you, I'm good over here. Like, I ain't got no issues. Fuck heavy. I like talk. That. Talk your shit. That's what I mean. Like I always feel like I got I got I got it right. It's hard for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk your shit. Talk your shit. Like I listen, I ain't gonna say the easiest shit right now. Like oh, but that's honestly that's why I, I always want to give everybody where I'm coming from. Like I always, me for don't get me wrong, I'm not saying me and t- me and Twilight are perfect because we two strong opinionated people. And everybody ever calls us in the middle of the day, you will hear those opinions. Oh, nigga, day. I know. I, I want to fuck with y'all <laughs> motherfuckers enough. Like y'all motherfuckers <laughs> special. Hey, at the end of the day, I was like, I don't feel like there's anything like like I, I, it's common sense. Boom. Like if a girl gets pregnant, she's gonna end up having shit, but she's gonna get bigger. Might not might be the same. What are you going to do to help her if she wants to change the way she looks? Are you going to right. sit there and just stand by? Or are you going to do something? Like that's the, that's the thing that I figured I separate. Like little stuff like that goes along. Like you said, put it in the work, or whatever. But I felt like me, I was built that, that was common sense. It's in my DNA. So like that's hard. I like that. 
So like a lot of people, like when I hear a lot of these issues, me one, I can't comprehend it because I was taught at a young age, right? I had good examples of like these married couples at 40, 50 years. I'm sitting at them asking them questions. But like, there it is. There it that, is. There it is. That's the, that, that's the key. You, you got, got examples. The game. I'm, a, I'm a damn sponge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got the game. I didn't There's get the so game. many of us out here married that ain't got none I of the game. Get the game. Man, I don't listen, know the game. I, I, don't even, I don't even know the and scoreboard. We we in the dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the scoreboard Ray over Charles here. Charles and I way through this marriage, listen, bro. The basket here, and I'm shooting that way. The basket here, but I'm I'm still shooting like this. I know I done laid the ball up in the opponent basket a couple of times. Couple times, couple times, couple times. I'm the bull where the young bull was uh, turned around and went the wrong way and the coach was slapping that shit back. I'm him. Real shit. I'm him. The coach and punch my shit. Punch my shit like, that's not your basket. I'm him. Like, I got it. But no, I'm about to say, I've always been a sponge, too. And then it's also part of the military. You always hear, like, people in the military, like, if you don't like that NCO, make sure you take something from that NCO to make sure you're not like it. So I always right. took that. I had a lot of divorces come my way in the, in the military. Trust and believe. So, like, for me, like, I never had to be put on child support, but I could give you about 47 different cases of what not to do in child support cases, right? Why? Because I made sure I took mental notes of the things I know I wasn't going to do when I did end up tying mm-hmm. that knot. I'm not going to just lay with anybody because, right. you know what I'm saying, there's a certain thing I re- Hey, that motherfucker kind of crazy over there. Over there, like from everything from beating the spouse from yo, like everything. I ain't gonna lie, yo, listen, I ain't gonna lie when you did that shit. I thought this was last week's episode where you was fucking looking to the side. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> Yo, he had me fucked up for about five minutes on last week's episode. He kept looking because something was fucking moving back there behind his fucking curtain. <laughs> so when he did that shit just now, I was like, wait. That shit happened again? Uh, <laughs> My fault. Hey, hey, why you bullshitting? No, I'm a, when you watch it, I'm going to point out to where I see I heard it again. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I didn't peep, though, but hey, I swear I heard it again. I hate this garage, bro. Like, real rap. I don't know what the heck going on. But nah, so for me, on a serious note, like, I just feel like I do not have all the answers. That's why I do listen to what other people have to say. Yeah. Like, and I hit the biggest kicker, right? And this is going to blow a lot of people away. Married people don't hang out with other single people. <laughs> hey, I learned that from the gate, and that saved marriage completely because I was like, for me, like, if it's family, it's different. If it's family, like, you hang with your cousins or whatever, that's different. I feel like that's right. all different. But your boys that are single or whatever, they're yeah, not I- be in the best frame of mind to make sure you do what the right thing is at all times because they're doing single stuff. Oh, when Listen. you and a couple hang out with other couples or whatever. Because the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to be like, bro, did you see what the heck they got going on over there? And right. you know, like that, boy, because they... Right. Hey, that's the first thing we're going to do as soon as we get in the car when we leave. Man, they see how that house is? But, bro, they dirty as hell, boy. <laughs> I ain't <gonna> like... <laughs> yo, listen, I ain't going to lie like oh, that. Uh, I ain't going to lie, man. Shit, shit get real sometimes, man. Shit get real, man. Marriage is, marriage is, marriage is different, man. Like, I mean, for me, definitely, for me, diff is definitely different this time than the first time. The first time was fucking horrible, yeah, but so. you know, you was you was around for the first one, so you know, you you know firsthand experience what I went through the first time. 
So yeah, this time is definitely different. Don't let me spit the goddamn water. The water. Get in the bag, man. It was the, the bag. That's all I'm gonna say. The bag, man. The bag was fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> the bag is what it was. Like, hey, hey, you listen, um, person, don't get mad because I said that shit on here, okay? Like, <laughs> person, <laughs> like, like if you watch this episode. Sorry, like I'm just being honest. Like the bag was the bag. Like fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Like you know, and it's how you weather the storms too, man. Like if you can weather the storms, that's the that's the best feeling in the world, right? And she better bring an umbrella too. Shit. Right. That too. God damn it. Like <laughs> god damn it. I can't get in the ring by myself. Okay. That that's the thing. Hey, yeah. Hey, I ain't gonna be all right. Look, if I'm gonna be in the goddamn ring, you know both what? Of you gonna be the same too. Sometimes you might have to be you, in the ring by yourself. I was about. Uh, yeah, sometimes you might be. Yeah, sometimes you gotta be in the ring by yourself. Hey, but well, here's the thing. You dragging the wind. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Dragging out the rain with you. Two of us, the reason why it's, it's a storm right now, if it's two of us, the two of us need to be out there when it's raining doing it for a little thing. That's the issue I have. I can't be out there. He said doing it for a little thing. I ain't gonna be out there with a little damn boom box and shit in the middle of the rain. Singing so sick a love song and your ass in there and sipping on some uh on, on, on some box wine like it's all good. No, bro, it took two of us to create this storm, so we both go away to this shit. If not, well, then bro. But sometimes tell you, sometimes, sometimes in marriages, you'll be the you only got, person out there like Omarion in the fucking rain. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Build all the moves you can trying to get fly, and like you said. That motherfucker inside under the roof, sitting there thinking it's all good, sipping back at the fireplace, warm and shit, waiting for you to get your bring bring your dumb ass inside. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it be that way. And, and, and the the key is that it just doesn't stay that way. You and I've seen saying? people. I've seen people go through I've that. Seen, like I seen. Yeah. I seen people go through that. Listen, this one I've boy, he don't realize. That. He don't even realize how wet it is outside. You hear me? He his wife is out there in the rain right now, and she be coming in drenched, and he just be looking at her like, "You want swimming?" <laughs> Dang, bro! Moment of silence. Hey, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a question that kind of, uh, since this is like the I see the finale, we had a okay. conversation earlier with my good friend, uh, Mr. Omar, and I was talking about uh, homosexualities in uh, adolescence. So wait, he came back? He, he called you? He finally called you back? I haven't talked to him since, sir. I'm about to say, because he, he did not, he was not talking to you after the show, after the show he came on. Nah, I mean, like I said, I ain't got no personal. If he has personal beef with me, I mean, he out in the rain by himself right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no beef. <laughs> but right, so, right, I saw yeah, how that joint got a little contentious. Hey, listen, uh, man, we uh, we hold no fucking punches. Like, fuck that. I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck. Like, yeah, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> hey, nigga, I mean, it, was, it was definitely nigga, 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 I'm here. Let me, say, let me say my famous line of the show. I'm here to pod. Let's go. Anyway, I'm here for it. <laughs> so my my thing was as a black father, mm -hmm. as we already have to teach our kids like what being a young black person in America is off rip, right? 
two it's a two part question. One, mm-hmm. how do you feel if and what age I guess would be acceptable if your kid like would come and tell you that their sexuality is different from what you want it to be? Keyword. You gotta at least be a teenager. You gotta at least be a teenager. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna get to and it's a two part question. Okay. Second is how do you feel about the homosexual, the LG elemental P dumb people? Alphabet gang. Alphabet gang. Yeah, alphabet gang. Hey, you're gonna get us canceled. Hey, you bro. You already know. I ain't all, I all the way here. Yet, so I ain't about to say all that. That nigga said the elemental P. <laughs> uh, look, so them. All right. How do you feel about them? I, I feel, I don't care what they say. I feel like they push it. The agenda, especially to the younger kids, that kids can't just grow up and be a kid anymore. And I'm gonna use, I'm gonna start off with me. So I like how you said a teenager. I'm gonna go like 17, 18 ish. That's my, that's my area. Cause by that time we we had, we had went through everything. We had, you went to all the sex ed classes. You we had to talk about the birds and the bees. You watched whatever you had to watch on TV. Boom, boom, boom. So that's the, me. I, I'm fine with that. We got a conversation about it. I feel like that age, you're able to make your own decisions. Am I going to support your decision? No, because that's not the life I've designed for you. That's not the why I want you to be. But hey, by all means, hey, like this is your life. I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I ain't about to go shopping with a product bag for your ass. That ain't happening. <laughs> right, so uh, <laughs> I love you though, but from we're a distance. Canceled. Um, we're getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, I feel like. Um, <laughs> I feel like the, these are all the thoughts and feelings of Jabbar. JP the one only. <laughs> I feel like uh, um, the LGBTQ <laughs> and sometimes why community. Um, sometimes uh, why like they push this agenda to our kids. Oh, um, for instance, there is a, a LGBTQ sometimes why club. At the middle school, I think. Yeah, at our middle school here, right? And it kind of messed me. I thought it was a joke, right? When they came, so they were, it was a couple of parents talking about it. And I was like, bro, they're in middle school. They're in sixth <laughs> Like, bro, what in the world? Like, these kids don't even know how to wash their ass, bro. Like, that's the issue I'm having. It's, Yo, if you say that wash your ass comment one more time. No, they don't, bro. How many times you gotta tell your kid you must be? How many times you gotta tell your kid you must be? It's a fact, bro. It's a fact. Yo, if you watch that episode, I think he said that lot at least five times, Joe. But it's a fact. Bro. It's a fact, bro. Like how many times when you grew up, how many times like your parents used to bust you out for Listen. Hey, listen, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying, it's funny every time you say it. He's over there leaving stretch marks on that draw still, bro. Like, come on. No cap. Listen, no cap. You ain't said nothing wrong. I just said it was funny every time I hear you say it. That's all. Because that pissed me off. Because I don't like how kids make grown people decisions. And we implement that. Like, bro, the dude on Blue's Clues was gay. Like, bro, I'm done, bro. I don't want nothing else for these people. Like, what else? Like you teach my six year old on blues clues, it's okay to be gay, bro. Like, bro, he don't even know how to spell blues clues yet. Like, that's the that's what I'm getting at. Like, uh, like you're right. <laughs> 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 
Hey, nah, I need you to talk next. Like, cause I got to get my thoughts together. So no, no, I'm going to no, let you Lord. go. I'm going to let you go That's next. Like frustration. Nah, because uh, I, 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 this is why this is my question. <laughs> Yo, we didn't talk about this on Yo. three different shows. And I'm going to be real. Did. I'm going to be real. I want to hear that Reese point because I know all your points on this shit. <laughs> I want to hear our guests. And I feel like as black parents or whatever on a serious tip, going back to what's the hardest thing, I feel like having a kid being a kid is like probably the hardest thing nowadays as a parent. For real, for real. And I feel like that's a real one. I I love the fact that my kids right now are living a sheltered life because I got to talk to them about getting pulled over. I ain't got to talk to them about all this stuff that's going on with racism, being gay, and that stuff. It's only until they bring it up to me and then we have an open dialogue. I'm an open book. I'm gonna tell you what it is, okay? But thank God, these dudes—they got crushes that are, they're going the right direction right now because I can deal with that. It's not <laughs> with them. That crush with little Bobby. That's what I kind of like. Hey, 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 we got to talk. Hey, yo, <laughs> Lord Jesus. Nah, can you answer this question, please? Man? Like said, <laughs> <laughs> First question was. What age? And then the second right. question was the the community pushing their agenda. Like I got All it. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. Like I said, Good. for me, I'd be comfortable with a teenage because that's around the age where you really start making moves in the who likes who category anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like even for my son, I think he's been liking some. What is he? Fourteen now? Yeah, yeah. Birthday yeah. yesterday. Yeah, so, fourteen. I'd say for the last. Two years, he's been liking some girl or whatever, right? I don't like her. Um, but when he first mentioned liking a girl, I'm gonna say he was 11 at his old school, and I, me, I'm protective. I'm not one of them people that's like protective over the boys, and I mean protective over the girls and not the boys. I ain't got no girls, so even though I'm protective of my nieces, I'm protective of my sons just as bad. I need to know a girl's intentions with my sons. Like, I need to know a boy's intentions with my nieces because there's some fast-ass young females out here, you know mm. what I'm saying, mm. who mess around and put a baby on your kid. Mm. Um, so, you know what I mean? With him Ooh, even liking wait till I 11, wait till initially, I I'll be honest, I initially handled it wrong. I went into the old school back. You ain't keeping nobody on them books. You don't need to make mess with no girls. Girls ain't going to get you nowhere. They ain't going to do nothing for you. Had to reel my stuff back in and go back and tell him like honestly I said it the wrong way but I didn't say nothing wrong I'm glad that you're understanding these feelings and that you can recognize them but don't indulge in it because all there is right now is heartbreak girls are not going to be steady with you the entire time through and lo and behold the little girl that he liked when he was in fourth grade don't even call his phone now Mm. he didn't hear nothing (laughs) from him so had I let him indulge in that like some parents do. Mm-hmm. Tell them, let your kid explore their feelings. Fuck that. He's a kid. That's not a feeling that he needs explored. Speaking of which, I feel like my four-year-old getting up now. Hey, Nate, Nate. Um, go ahead, Mama. Yeah, Nate. So, yeah, like, I don't, I, you feel, my, my kid felt like he was a Tyrannosaurus. My kid feels like he's going to be Spider-Man when he grows up. I'm not buying you web shooters so you can jump off a roof and die. No. Like, I'm right. sorry. 
Right. Your feelings as far as sad, as far as angry, as far as alone, those are the kind of feelings that we'll talk through and we'll work through. But all these, like you said, grown decisions that you want to make before you can handle the capability or the consequences that come with it, no, no, we're not doing it. Now, 13, I have to be realistic, even though I don't want you having no girlfriend, much less a boyfriend. If you like, all right, well, listen, uh, Tariq kind of handsome, dad. I'm kind of into that. At 13, 14, is it going to make me happy? No, but we're going to have to sit down and have a talk about it. Me, my son, like I said, he just turned 14, but I think at 12, we already started having talks about sexuality. We already started having talks about getting pulled over. Um, I held a, a, a protest a couple of summers ago right after, you know, what happened with George Floyd and we did a little march or whatever. He was involved in that. So I had to tell him about Samir Rice. I had to tell him about all these different things. Because like you, my son has been sheltered. Like you said with your kids, my kid has been sheltered for so long, but it's kind of like the world just keeps coming and coming and coming. So I can't mm-hmm. leave him unprotected to where somebody else is going to explain it to him and tell him the way they want to tell him. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't feel like having no conversation about, you know, or quote unquote alternative lifestyles and stuff like that when he's nine. Mike. You might mute it. Okay, cool. There we go. Um, but knowing that the world around him, like I said, keeps coming and coming and coming, I have to make sure he's prepared for it because his friends and unfortunately some of his teachers are going to give them the wrong idea. And then by the time he comes to get to me, it'll be the information he thinks he has versus what I know to be the truth. And you don't want that. You know what I'm saying? You never want that situation because once kids think they know something, they are headed as hell and it's hard to course correct them at that point in time. So I'm glad we had those conversations early. I reinforced it again when he was like 12 and we'll be having them again sometime this year. And of course, before he goes off to high school, we'll be having these conversations again. He has a friend who's gay. So we had to have a whole talk about that kind of thing. So like I said, teenager is the age I prefer if he feels like he's going through that for him to come and talk to me about it. But I understand it happens sooner with, in some cases. And in those cases, you have to get in there. As long as it's not one of them situations where he's like, I need to be a girl. No, the answer is no, son. I'm sorry. Um, you have to revisit that when you're older and more responsible and more able to take the weight of what that's going to mean for your life. Just can't let you do it right now. So for me, I saw y'all had that on y'all episode. So that's why I had to go ahead and answer that question too. He does, he does his homework very well. He does his homework. He does his homework before he joins the show. So for me, uh, I feel like teenage is the age that you, that, that kind of, that whole choice thing happens. Um, with my son's, I, we've been talking, especially the oldest one, this nigga, like, we've been talking about sex since he was, like, 12, because I saw that shit coming. <laughs> I saw it coming a mile away. Like, I saw that shit coming over the sunset and the horizon. Yeah. I was like, ooh, he like girls and girls like him. I am about to say, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he like girls and girls like him and Damn. This shit is about to get ugly, and lo and behold, both of them now, boy. 
<laughs> Listen, lo and behold, it just so happened. It went the way I said it was going to go. And I, I, like, he was 13. So the summer of his th- year 13, I was like, I saw it. Like, I peeped it all the way live. Like, we was, he came, he came in the crib one day. He was out. He was, he was sitting around. He was hanging with Brashan. This is the funny part about this whole story. He was hanging with Brashan. Exactly. So they had some girl house chilling. And I guess the girl rubs his leg or rubs his arm or something. And, you know, he got that first one, that first, that first stiff boy, that nigga ran home so fast. <laughs> he gonna hate me for telling this story over here. <laughs> he came to the crib. He like, dad, dad, you know, so we talked about it. I explained what it was. I explained what was going on that next summer. I was telling his mom leading up to that, to that summer, like, yo, Watch who you have around him. Watch who, watch who you like. Let him stay with. I'm telling you, this boy going. He's he's very curious, and some shit about to go down. Lo and behold, he was staying over one of her girlfriend's house. Her daughter's a little older than him, and he he, he doing grown things now. <laughs> now this nigga doing grown things all the goddamn time. Like, <laughs> just had a whole conversation with him last week about this shit, and like. Hold I'm up. Constantly... My young boy yeah. getting cheeks. Yeah, your young boy getting cheeks. Yeah, your young, your young boy hey, getting cheeks. Yeah, your young boy out here. Yo, yo, your young boy out here. Yo, he reminds me of my... cheeks. Yo, your young boy remind me of myself so fucking much, yo. That shit is scary, B. Like, nigga. Like, I'll tell you offline the story what happened last week. Like, I'll call you and tell you that shit. I can't. I can't tell you on here because his mom and Tasha will kill me for telling that story on here. Yeah. Like, but just know, listen, I'm gonna call you and tell you that shit. I, I meant to call you and say what happened, but he out here. Like, he out now. My other, my middle son, he ain't there yet, but I hey, see God. it coming. Hey, I see saying, it coming. Hey, oh, it's coming. Wait, wait. Oh, no, it's coming. Oh, no, no, it's coming because he won on his formal last year. Yeah. Remember, got him dressed up for his formal. Nigga looked the part. Like, he looked like something. So he gets to the formal. All the girls was like, oh, you dressed like this? Now every girl wants to take pictures with him. First of all, y'all don't even like Y'all don't even like the nigga in school normally. Like, y'all don't like the nigga in school normally. Like, the nigga said, he came home and was like, dad, the girls like me. Like, they don't even talk to me in school. All of a sudden, everybody want to be my friend and take my picture. They added me to group chats. I said, oh, so I got you dressed up. Got your hair done the right way, and nigga, now you, now you, everybody's favorite person. Hey, you can't Still tell nothing now. You can't bro. tell him shit now, boy. Listen, hey, so boy. I follow his son on both of his sons. On <laughs> That's why I'm laughing so hard because it's always one like I'm about to say that one was like I seen that one coming. Like, that was he, the cup. That was that was that was on the way. Younger son though, like I was like he about to be the smoothest thing walking, and lo and behold. Bro, oh my! Bro, listen, his graduation. We leaving graduation. We walking. We walking to the car. The girl tells her mom, "There goes Jameer. I'm trying to get a hug from him in a picture." I hear the shit. I'm still walking. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) This nigga, he don't hear it, but my dad heard it. So my dad was like, "Jameer, little girl, want to get a picture with you." He said, who? He turned around. She like, Jameer. He like, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Bro, why are you asking me? Go. Like, see you. Like, I'm that dad. See you. Go get your picture. Go get your hug. Like, 
Le- don't ask me no goofy questions like that. Like, bye. Meet me at the car. <laughs> like, oh, get your ass man. to the car. He run over there. She's so- I- I'm just watching it. He's so cool. He chilling. Chilling. He got his glasses on, hair all done up. He take the picture with his arm around it. Next thing you know, he got both arms around it. The mom is sitting there looking like, yeah, so you um, you want to take my daughter out? I'm like, wait, we ain't doing all that, though. Like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Now, now I got to walk back. <laughs> now I got to walk back. <laughs> no, 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 no. You moving, you moving too fast, ma'am. Like, they going to high school. It's the summer. I get it. Hold on. Slow down. He ain't there yet. But that older one, this nigga done been on dates. He went ice skating with a girl. Like, that nigga smoother than a motherfucker, yo. Don't get it twisted. That hmm. little light skinned nigga smooth as shit. Hmm. He fighting them off with a stick right now. <laughs> but yeah, man, like. Imagine if he stuck with hoop, it'd be three times as bad. Nigga, I say that shit all the time, and I'm happy he didn't. <laughs> I'm happy he didn't. I'm happy he didn't. I'm happy he gave up on hoop. Thank God. <laughs> I'm lying because the nigga just picked the ball up. I'm last say, week, you know. I'm lying. You know, he, he I'm, li- I'm lying. I'm lying, dog. He's he's plug. back to hooping. I'm lying. He's been hooping for the last month and a half, dog. Like he's been. Uh, he found out hoop is the plug. And, he, <laughs> and the coach at his school is on his top. Like, coach was like, fuck, coach was like, who your dad? He's like, yo, I think I know your dad. He's like, yeah, my dad, Coach Reg. Coach Reggie Boston. He was like, I got your dad number and called me, bro. I was like, yep. Yeah, he go there. Mm-hmm. He was like, you think you want to play for me? I doubt it. That was my exact words. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. He was like, he seemed interested. I said, since when? <laughs> just shit. I ain't seen him play ball. Next thing I know, we was in the gym. That nigga walked to the gym and was like, I got to get some shots up. Oh, Jesus, don't do this to me. <laughs> Jesus, don't do this to me. You're on the roller coaster now, huh? <laughs> no, don't do this to me. Other one then picked up a ball. Young boy, football player, all everything football. Oh, now he playing basketball. Coach at his school. I always knew he was going to end up in basketball. I knew it. Coach at, coach at his school. Um, I expect you at tryouts in November. You expect who at tryouts? That nigga play football. <laughs> he was like, yeah, coach told me he expect me at tryouts. Expects. He's looking forward to it. Yep. What the fuck? Like you don't even play ball. Dad, you know I play ball. I play a little bit. So, Dad, can we go work out? Once I heard that, it was a wrap. Oh, God. Lord help me. Now these niggas want to be in the gym with me. That means they're not going to like me again. <laughs> I got them liking me again. I need, I need y'all to stay liking me. <laughs> I don't want to be in the gym with y'all. And then the baby's playing ball. Like, she I plays ball. That too. I like it. Yeah, she's playing ball. If she could just, I ain't having my coaching none of my kids stuff, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Bro, listen, Sierra is the reason why I will never coach my kids again. Sierra is the real reason why I'll never coach my kids again, because uh-huh. the shit I went through with her, I'm still trying to make up for that shit. Because like I, I really fucked up our relationship during that time, and I can admit that shit. I can admit that shit. Like I fucked up our relationship during that time because you know how passionate I am about coaching. Yeah, and some bullshit. And some, bull, and some bullshit went down at that school, and I kind of took it out on her when I shouldn't have. And I can admit that I was fucking dead wrong for that shit. Like we ain't all the way as tight as we should be because behind that shit. But I never should have coached there. I never should have coached there. Why she was there anyway? I'd be the biggest cheerleader though. 
I'll be the biggest yeah, yeah, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest with you or whatever, but yeah. I ain't even doing that shit no more. Like, I won't do drills with my kids either, no. I'm not even doing that. Because that's why me and my son stopped talking. That's why he stopped playing. Because he was working out with me. And that oh, shit man. turned into, that shit turned into a whole, like, I'm cussing you out because you being lazy as shit. And I don't tolerate that shit in my workouts. Like, right. we working out, motherfucker, we getting work. work like, out. this shit, you got to work. Like, you can't be lazy in my shit. I'm about to say, that's another thing. So, like, for me, like, too, and it's also, like, identifying what your kid's strength is. Because, like, me and Charlie were talking about the other day. And she's like, well, Matthew likes sports. So, like, when Brel was out there living with us or whatever, we yeah, yeah. or whatever, like, me, him, and Brel. And I'm like, yo, like, it's cool. Like, you do whatever we like or whatever. But as soon as we got him to switch, he's a he's a, been a nerd, though. If I'm like, yeah. And I, I accepted. I was like, hey, like, he's a nerd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. But like he did basketball because one he didn't have technology, so he had no choice but to go outside. But right. if I know, like, hey, bro, like you gonna be a lawyer, like that jump shot screens, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that ain't that it. jump that jump shot screens rec league. I got you on, <laughs> on 2K maybe, but like <laughs> <laughs> so like, but Samantha, she's an athlete. She has the competitor's edge. She's oh, she like cutthroat, right? And I, that, that's me. So I'm like, hey, yo, I see track and field in your future, right? Not mm-hmm. no Shikari vibe, but uh, like more like the Jamaican vibe. But uh, but yeah, she said awesome. not Shikari, Jamaican. Nigga, you got to be Jamaican to get the Jamaican Jamaican vibe. Oh, right? no, see, hey, look, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm gonna have her eating a bean pot. I mean, not bean pot, bean patty, real quick. Yeah, out of pocket. Yeah, listen. But nah, but nah, but yeah, I was like, that's one thing. I was like, yes, I identified the strength. Deuce go go through the high test too. If you don't have that, ain't gonna lie. I think football might be a sport. I don't know shit about football except on Madden. So I might have to find somebody real quick to get Deuce I got, right. I got, I got you. I got you with Deuce, man. I got you. Yeah, hey, I'm about to say, cause Deuce built like me. I was just about to tell you. Just ask your cousin. He, 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 he you. knows somebody, or he knows somebody who knows somebody. Right. Like he again, might, like I don't my, go nowhere like, that this nigga's unknown. Listen, my son. Like when it kind of sports, like. Jameer is a fucking problem. Like on the football field, that fucking boy can be a fucking problem. Like it, like his work ethic, like he got me beat in the work ethic part. Like he might not, he might not got me beat at being athletic wise, but when it comes to putting the work in, listen, I'd be fucking surprised. Like that motherfucker go. Now, Jalen, on the other hand, like if he could just adjust to his height. I think that's his biggest issue is that he keep growing and the shit is throwing him off. So if he could just adjust to his height, he'd be a fucking problem on a basketball court. Like he would be a fucking problem. But and he also got to work though. Like he got to want it. I'm about to say his work ethic. Is yeah, his work ethic has to change. Yeah, his work ethic has got to change. That's, like, you? that's me. Yeah, his work ethic has got to change a whole lot. Nick. But just not play soccer right now. Like, Mm-hmm. Nick play, yeah, he plays soccer, right? Nate, go ahead back in the room. You don't want to talk to cousin Reg. <laughs> uh, Nick plays soccer, um, though, right? He's yeah, still that's soccer? a sport. Yeah. So we got to find him a team to play on again because he aged out of the program we had with Mike. There. Yeah, with Mike, yeah, yeah. Coach Mike, and then um, well, th- told me he was gonna have a team for kids Nick age. Next thing you know, I see him with a trophy with younger kids. So I'm like, all right, I guess he changed his mind. Right. But, um, we got to find a solid program. And, and it's hard because this program is good competitively. But you know me as a coach, I'm going to look at things with a coach to see if it fits my kid. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, I'm right. not one of them people that's like, oh, you can't yell at my kid, or I got one of them kids you can't yell at, you got to speak softly to all the time. Nah. Like, hell no. Hell no. But at the same time, you can't be an idiot and yell at my kids. So that's the disclaimer I give parents now. I give parents that disclaimer from the rip. If you don't want your kid yelled, yelled at or cussed at, don't bring them near me. Because that's just not going to happen. Because if I see your child doing something stupid, and I'm saying stupid for a reason, oh, that makes no basketball talking. sense, that makes no basketball sense whatsoever, I'm going to tell them about themselves. Hey, so don't say, bring your oh, child oh, near oh. me, because I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not the talk soft, be nice guy. I can be, but most times I'm not. I'm probably throwing a clipboard or a chair somewhere. I'm about to say I got. I'm about to say I got to stop because I legit bent somebody's kid. If he came down the stands and talking reckless, so I was like, "You can sit on the bench right next to him." Next yeah, you, know, you and your child can have a seat right here. Your child can have a seat with you up there. Like you and your child can move have a seat up there. I got bad. I'm about, say, I got, I'm about to say somebody reported I was being disrespectful, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's oh, it. yeah." But what too. I did do. What I did do, I, I took some kids off the street and I brought them up in there back in the league or whatever, and we ran through it on purpose. So that was that that was the thing. I was like, I'll take some five kids I got off the street, that are some dogs, and I have them run through your little soft little behind kids. I'm trying to listen. Listen. We done did that before. Hey, we I done did that plenty of times. That's that's part of my coaching. That's my coaching tactic. Oh, y'all nice? think oh y'all nice? nice? Cool. Cool. I got some kids for you. Give me a second. Kids in here. Bring my seven kids in here. I can't show me how nice y'all are. Yeah, I'm I'm good for that. So, man, it's been a great pod, man. It was fun having you on, cuz. Man, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Again, man, tell everybody where they can find your show at. Tell them everybody, tell everybody the name of your show and let them know when y'all when y'all uh post. Absolutely. Once again, two as in the digit kings with a Z. 215 is in the area code for Philly, if you ain't know. Uh, Facebook, we got a page where I'm usually dropping the episodes. I drop little clips and previews to the episode. The episodes are on Thursdays. So usually at some point during the week, I'll drop a clip coming up to the to the episode that's coming up. Um, and on Facebook, it's TWO Kings with a Z 215. You can follow or like that page. Go there, give us some comments, some feedback, uh, stuff y'all want to see, stuff y'all want to hear or whatever. Um, and on IG, it's two, like I said, the digit, Kings215. Same thing. Show us love, show us criticism, uh, give us suggestions, whatever it is you want to say about an episode or about the podcast in general. Go on there. If you want to flame us, go ahead. I don't care. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll be something I can learn out of that. We, we open the criticism and stuff like that. But the one thing I'll say about a podcast is we not out to be trendy. It's a conversation. So for those who want to get involved, hit us up too. It's a conversation. We not out here, you know, oh, we're trying to make such and such million views by such and such days and all that. Listen. Right. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Your mic went out again. People blowing me up all day today. Um, but like I said, it's a conversation with two homies, and we invite other people to come kick it at the table. My guy Ace, A.C.E., you know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. And we on Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple Play. So give us a run. All right. All right.
Uh, all right, Kaz, we're going to let you go and we're going to close our show out like we always do. But, man, it was great having you on today, man. Once again, thanks, thanks for, for having up. me, fellas. I appreciate it. Sure. All right, Kaz. All right. Yeah, so again, man, we had another great show. This is the season finale for everyone. We'll be back in about three weeks. Maybe the, I think I want to say the last week in October or the um, first week of November, one of them two. We haven't really set a date yet, but somewhere around there, we'll be back. We'll be back with season two. Yes, sir. Season two. Another 10, another 10 episodes from your boys will be back. And you know, cuz let's get it, let's get ready, get out of here. You know, we both got things to do. This was a great pod today, man. It was. I actually enjoyed it, man. Uh I will say, man, I'm gonna miss doing these pod, but you know, these three weeks we can get our stuff together. Cause we're right. gonna be having that goat conversation to start the season off with, and I can't wait. Cause I got a whole textbook ready to whoop Reggie's ass with, but I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm coming with it. I'm coming with it. Um, but seriously, y'all, I appreciate y'all for sticking with us for these last 10 weeks, these last 10 episodes, man. We're putting out we were new to this, like I said, new to this. Yes. But we uh, hopefully we've gotten better over the last 10 last 10 weeks. Um, keep on following us, give us suggestions or whatever. Uh, we're gonna keep on growing. We're only can go up from here. Um, so right. stay with us and uh yeah man that's all i got uh all right man so this is the season finale of bnb on the clock again man we like to thank our first time last time and all our listeners all the people that stay on the clock with us man we appreciate y'all if you haven't checked us out please check us out go to our facebook page at bnb on the clock you can go to our ig page at bnb on the clock you can find us on spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Breaker, Anchor, all the streaming platforms, man. We there. Yeah. Listen, man, we, we love y'all. We thank y'all. We'll see y'all in about a month's time, man. For myself, Coach Raj, and for my guy, JP the Kid One, we did you a do, and we'll see y'all soon. Peace out. <laughs>